Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Masterable Lounge. You're listening to episode 32. My name is Patrick. I'm joined by the full gang this time. Seth, Stephen, Josh. Say hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Howdy. G'day there, gobbers. Oh, my God. You can never give a regular hello. Every every time I say, say hey, everyone, and he just, it, it's just open defiance. I don't know what to do. I've tried timing to him say, out. Does anyone actually say just, hey? <laughs> oh, did you, did you say hey? I thought you said eat hey. So I've been giving it to the rabbit state because I could go and eat my, my Yeah, hay. that's why you said hello, cobbers. Anyway, uh, right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I, for all the shoe cobblers listening. What, not, Shout the, out not to the, the shoe cobbler that enjoy that enjoy a good peach cobbler or an apple cobbler. Where where where, yeah, where the pie enjoy is at? I enjoy pies. In I fact, I might pies, leave and go get some apple pies. Pie. I'm a big fan of cream pies myself. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I can't help myself. I had to. Yeah, okay, yeah. Figured figured that was coming. That's, oh uh, man, I didn't see it coming. That hit me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> man, you've been you've been out of the game right? for one episode. Come on, bro. I know. Oh my god. Yeah, so how, how was the week off? What did you get up to? Um, started a new job, quit a job, um, went back to my old job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's what a... we call climbing the career ladder in reverse. And because I work in tech, it's still a tech story to start the episode. <laughs> well, because it's a tech story, does that mean you also got Krispy Kreme? Uh, no, I now work in my house again, uh, so I did not get... Although I did try and buy donuts the other day, um, and I unfortunately, <laughs> they closed before I got there. So I was gonna say, how do you I try to it. buy donuts? It's not hard. Just, you no, give them money, they I, give I you was donuts. trying to get there by five, but I, I couldn't get there by five. I had a uh, a blessed moment myself uh, a couple of days ago. I was uh, driving home from the office and the the big corporate job that I have, and I thought I'm already about to start. I'm already about to drop two hundred dollars on gas. What's an extra fifteen dollars on donuts? But they <laughs> had no wrong. donuts. Donut donuts were all sold out. It was Krispy Kreme day the other day, and if you bought. Like a dozen donuts, you got like another dozen donuts for like ninety cents or something. Oh my! I can't yeah. believe I missed that. Yeah, I can't believe I saw it after. Not in Australia. Butter I can't believe it's not butter. Too. I absolutely can believe it's not butter, Steve. It's it's really not that hard. One is margarine, <laughs> one is butter. Look it up. <laughs> I think one was donuts. <laughs> Come on, Steve, keep up. Uh, right. So a- was it blessed because they were donuts because they were holy? Well. Well, the thing was, there, there were no donuts, but I guess Krispy Kreme was blessed because it means that someone bought them all out, so, you know. Oh, they were literally sold out of donuts. Wild. Yeah, no, I, I, I wanted them, and I suspect it was the gang of 20, 20 uh, leather-padded youths riding motorcycles that were, that were loitering out the front of the gas station uh, when I tried to buy donuts. I suspect they're the ones that took my Krispy Kreme from me, but, you know, power to them. Uh, donut is a donut is a donut, so I'm going to have to go elsewhere for my Krispy Kreme fix but that is okay i'll uh i'll inhale a good good uh lung full of copium and move on all right you move the conversation along yeah i I figured i I was expecting some dumb retort from one of you i was trying to think of something to roll off that copium but i thought i'd just let you still in it (laughs) no it's hope you must hope for more donuts next time you go some some this is final fantasy 13 get out of here Right, well, uh, on the back of that weird comment, Josh, I must go straight into Around the Lounge for this week. Uh, I will go first. I've done basically nothing but vibe and play Sunbreak. <laughs> vibe and play Sunbreak, says the man with like 130 hours in Sunbreak in the last two weeks. <laughs> Actually, that was when I checked like four days ago, so I don't know what it's up to now. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I say vibe and play Sunbreak. Um for me, it says, for me, it says 119.6 hours for Patrick's playtime recently. 
Uh, did okay. it come out more than two weeks ago? It'd be pretty much on the cusp, so can, it's probably all, starting to drop. We can all go slinging numbers about how many hours I've played in Sunbreak, but the important thing is that's basically all I've done this week. <laughs> I don't know how you had time to do the vibe <laughs> or work for that matter. <laughs> There's yeah, literally more hours than you spend in a full-time job. For a record, <laughs> come you've, on, come on, you've done almost 100 hours more than me. You've literally done more in just Sunbreak in the last two weeks guys. than I've spent playing um, all of Rise on PC. Guys, we, we promised that when we did Fast Travel Lunch, we wouldn't give an intervention to Patrick for playing Monster Hunter too much, right? That, that was... Who said that, it was that, an that intervention? Was like, that was like rule one. Sorry, We're man, just you numbers around. I thought rule one was to shit on me at every opportunity. <laughs> Okay, that's well, just that, that's like that's like rule. Yeah, okay. So the monster under thing that was the founding premise, not so much yeah. a rule. <laughs> I mean, much like the Constitution has amendments, uh, the monster under thing was an amendment. Shitting on Josh was in the Constitution. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, I've also finally caught up on all of Stranger Things. Uh, I have some thoughts. Uh, I think Seth, you have also caught up on Stranger Things, perhaps? Yes, I have. I've uh, watched uh, all of Stranger Things now. Cool. Glad that that's your contribution for Round the Lounge. Uh, Josh, I'm kidding. I know you've been up to something else. Uh, what, you, what else have you been up to, Seth? Uh, I've also been playing uh, Monster Hunter Sunbreak. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, okay, so that's my thing, so you're going to have to come up with something else. Sorry. Uh, shit. Um, I also played Saints Row 3 in one day. Okay, so awkwardly, that's my thing from like 10 years ago, but I guess I'll let you have it. Just Sweet. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're welcome. You, you edit the podcast, you get out of your way. I, I, I want to give something back, you know? <laughs> not money. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not in the form of hourly wages. Damn it. <laughs> it's the only all. thing I've been asking for this entire time. Yeah, and the closest I can give you is letting you have Saints Row 3 in one day. Look, if we give you the only thing you're asking for, then you won't have anything to strive for as a favor. Uh, no, depending on, depending on the wages, I might edit better. <laughs> Mm, I thought you guys happy with the quality? <laughs> yeah. I think it's perfect. I'm, I'm going to stay silent on this because I know that if Seth decides to walk, we're fucked. So. <laughs> uh, no, that's cool. Uh, Josh, what are you up to this week? Um, on, honestly, not much. Uh, I played a, a fair bit of Monster Hunter and then I played, uh, what, am, what am I now, like 12 hours of the Final Fantasy VII remake uh, on PS5. So I can talk a little bit about those. Okay, cool. Uh, Steve? Uh, I've been playing Mass Effect number Numero Duo. Uh, that's a pretty good game. <laughs> Numero God, Duo. They, they do not make Numero games like they used to. That's, 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 that's a crazy. clash of languages I really don't I, want to get I, into right now. I can't now. believe it went from Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect Numero Duo to Mass Effect 3 Revengeance. That's crazy. Patrick, Which one was the one where you got to choose the color of lights? Steven, what are you talking about? The last perfect game just came out in March. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. On oh, Game Stranger of Paradise. Uh, yeah. That's not Monster Hunter. Yeah, keep telling yourself that, fellas. Yeah, we, weirdly, yeah, right. I'm, I'm with Josh for this one. Uh, it's not Monster Hunter, he's right. Anyway, uh, that's- yeah, it's Mass Effect 2, I said. <laughs> you said Mass Effect Numero Duo. Like, like, <laughs> that's we, true, that we is We had stress on Numero, even. I think the, the implication- <laughs> I think you were trying to think of the word DOS and failed. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like a programming thing? Is anyone like else CDOS? thinking that the, 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 the duo Lingo bird has a gun to Steve's head right now? He's gonna finish no. a, he's gonna finish the t-shirt slogan in a second. <laughs> give him give him a moment. You will talk about Spanish run, on the DOS, podcast run. or I will find where you live. Do we do a lingo bird hold shotgun? 
I've never even yep. used Duolingo. Who's deadly? <laughs> Who's deadly? Who's deadly? The Duolingo bird or Let, Tom Nook? Let's all talk at the same time. That's a good one. I reckon the Duolingo bird would kick down any animated mascot's ass. I'm going to be real. <laughs> Steve, it's fine. Seth will sort it out in post. Oh, great. Like hell, well, I will. Not with my current <laughs> rages. <laughs> rages, even. Hey, be careful. If you're wages. talking like that, that might go negative. What are you talking about? I tip you 100% every time. 100% of zero is still 100%. <laughs> There we go, big fella. <laughs> it's a weird I'm going to go talk to my Josh lawyer about math. this. I can only do math when it involves a zero because then it's usually a zero. <laughs> I keep telling you, you just, can't just, divide just, by zero. Just like walking past a mirror, huh? Relatable. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Look, probably not called for, but I understand. <laughs> hey, I said relatable. I'm in the trenches with you, buddy. Anyway, uh, we'll get, we'll get into, into some topics for this week. Um, I, I want to quickly cover our Stranger Things because that seems like weirdly one of the most topical things we could talk about given that that was uh, only recently out. Uh, does anyone else care about spoilers slash anyone else seen season four? Yay or nay? I, I will watch uh, Stranger Things when it is finished and I can pirate it two years later. Yep, I'm, I'm with Steven. You can probably pirate Fair it enough. as soon as it's finished. Mm, I can, but will I? But I'm busy then, I know. It's in like, what, two years time? I'm busy. Will's a character in the show. Me. Wow, that is a correct statement, Josh. That's I, all I know. Isn't he the one with the funky haircut, like the someone put a bowl in his head? It's set in the 80s, everyone has a funky haircut. But yeah. yes, <laughs> Will, what, Will even for the 80s, has a funky haircut. Mike just got a full-on mullet for season four. <laughs> it's so, true. A legend. <laughs> what is he, an NRL player? <laughs> He's, He's a D&D player. player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, season four... Uh, so my, my super broad thoughts on it, I still prefer season two in terms of an overall season package, but I really like what they did with the, um, the, the horror elements, the villain, I was mostly on board. There was a twist to, uh, the villain backstory speaking in, in, you know, non-spoilery language, which I, on one hand was on board for, on the other hand, it kind of took me out of it a little bit just because they, um, so here's the thing. It's, it's not a spoiler. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is a spoiler. Uh, it's just a thing that a lot of pieces of media do, where they introduce some big bad, right? You can pick, you can picture anything that introduces a big bad. I really hate it when they treat the pro- like people that you care about differently to other people. And what I mean by that is that in the first episode, villain shows up and just fucking murders some some uh, high school student, and then a few episodes later, they they attempt to murder someone that you know and care about in the cast of of Stranger Things. But because they're a protagonist, they have plot armor. So instead of taking the all of 30 seconds to absolutely mutilate them, uh, they run around for like five minutes and then the person escapes. And it's like, come on, what are you, what are you doing? You know what I mean? I, I personally am a big fan of the speech. Like when they just given like a 10 minute speech on why they're bad. Oh, don't worry, yeah. that happens yeah. too. Literally sideshow bobbing. <laughs> that also happens. But um, I think they kind oh, of get God. around that because... um. Those 30 second kills always happen. It's like we see them from the moment of um, them blacking out. And it, the first kill, we see her just kind of standing there for a little while before she like levitates and gets killed off. Um, and I feel like we get put into that same sort of situation with um, the main characters. It's just it feels longer because they're also expo- uh, doing a lot of exposition around it. Yeah, But, but in the, that, in the same the, general that- script like time frame in universe it'd be around the same amount of time i disagree i i i disagree fairly uh 
vehemently vehement that's a, that's a big word i, I disagree strongly there we go sorry back to back to my level i disagree strongly um i oh okay so so even even if i grant you that point which i don't but even if i do uh there's I the fu- other character later it, yeah i found it very funny later on towards the end of the season when there's a battle between the kind of forces of good and evil inside the mind of just some random main character. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, so that's actually like... kind of amazing. And you got to like, it's kind of inception <laughs> level of the different layers of reality you got to consider. It definitely is. And so on one hand, it's kind of like, this is kind of neat. On the other hand, it's just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Yeah, I just won't kill lie. them and get it over with. Oh my god! <laughs> I won't lie. It did take me a good it a good couple of seconds to realize. Oh wait, there's there's like layers of this, and yeah. and like like an ogre, it has layers. Like an exactly. onion, even. exactly. Yeah, but but much like Shrek Two, uh, Stranger Things Two was much better than Stranger Things Four slash Shrek Four. I don't I think I'd go hill. and say it's much better. They'd be about comparable to me. I think. Season two, you could give the edge to for um the length of the episodes. Season four, you've just got to sit down and go through the grind. Yeah, but um, yeah. I I, 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 I think I like int- you saying you saying that like you have to go through the grind of a TV show seems like weird. It does. Yeah, it's, I just wouldn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's not I, even I a TV show at this point. It was like ten movies, nine movies. <laughs> what have you split that into like half? It's the last episode episodes. was like two and a half hours. Jesus Christ! It's longer than any movie that I will watch. It's a, it's uh nine episodes and thirteen hours total. Bro, what the heck? They they've also come out and said that the next season they're going to try and aim for ten hours instead of thirteen hours. <laughs> There's thirteen hours you could have been spending hunting Valstrax, man. It's well, it's ten hours that I did spend hunting Valstrax because I have ADHD and cannot just sit there and watch Netflix. I have to be doing something else on the other screen. Understandable. Um, really. <laughs> <laughs> Strange. Yeah, no, I don't. The thing. <laughs> Strange is a thing, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can't see me, but for the, the video listeners, uh, you can see me dabbing. The audio listeners cannot. What, what I, what Man, I do sorry, I butchered that joke. Can I go home now? No. You are home. You're recording That's... in your house. Well, what, I, in your house. What, I, what, I, what I did find funny. I record um, from a big bed with my wife. <laughs> I also record from a big bed with your wife. <laughs> Yeah, Steve, maybe for that. I was same wavelength, buddy. Same wavelength. Um, one thing that I do find, uh, I I did find funny though, is that in universe, it's only it only takes place six months after season three, where uh, let's just say when it's six months in in universe time, but about three years of like real world time, the characters when they're cast at the age of like fifteen ish change quite a lot in three years. <laughs> yeah. They they go through quite a change. We talked about this last week as well, and I was we like, "We did, we did." I was I don't like, "Will change the most because he got like a really deep voice." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I. It has some ups. It has some downs. It's probably, uh, probably, I don't know. Second equal favorite. I really didn't like season three, but I don't know if I can split season one with season four in terms of which one I prefer. That's fair. Think- I'm kind of in like the spot of arguing between season four and season two and i'd probably give the edge of season two just because like like i said season four is a very long season but at the same time i kind of liked the big length of those episodes and just like how i don't know i it i was invested the entire time i was watching it like every little bit it was um yeah gripping me and it it was like it was paced like a specific way and uh, 
it felt like it was paced that way very well. It's how yeah. I want to say it. Like, even though the episodes took way too long, it felt like everything was done very deliberately and very, very well. That's that's a really good point, because even though they were very long episodes relative to other even episodes in the same show, they didn't even feel... <laughs> yeah. They didn't feel unnecessarily... Like, it always felt like something was happening, even though I, for the most part, still wasn't really on board with the Joyce-Murray adventure... Joyce-Murray-Hopper um, adventures in Russia. Still not. I kind of liked those. I, I, I thought every her, character I her, in that was very enjoyable. I mean... Murray, Murray was like I love Murray. Murray, Murray's great, but it's it it was a bit of a momentum killer until right towards the end when when they figured out how it tied back in with what was happening with the other protagonists. Uh, but for a while there, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, well we're back to this <laughs> this slog. Awesome. Uh, although, um, actually, I'm not going to say that. I I I thought the the voice actor for one of the Russians sounded a lot like um. Uh, one of the voices for a Dota 2 character, but I realize that's probably not a uh, reference that anyone else would get. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I really want to say about Season 4. I enjoyed it overall. I'm excited for the final season. It was better than Season 3. I still don't know if it's better than Season 2. That's all I have to say. Seth, final words. Um, I very much enjoyed the musical reference they did for the second part of uh, season four, and I cannot wait to hear Josh bitch about it whenever he gets around to li- watching. Oh, I know what beat. it is, and <laughs> it's a it's the most overrated band of all time. There so, we yeah. go. There's the Josh take I was. There's the for. Josh take. Yeah, <laughs> it is so overrated. Now that we have the serotonin hit, we can move on. Uh, we didn't do the which- album of the week. We will roll straight into, actually, Steve, as I had already (laughs) pre-planned, so fuck you. Uh, Josh, album of the week. Well, I can tell you it's not a Metallica album. Um, (laughs) God, I hate you so much. (laughs) Nah, they're just so insanely overrated to me. I know a lot of people love them. Um, I might do a Metallica album, actually, at some point. But uh, So this one is uh, Arctic Monkeys AM. Have you guys heard it? Of course. I'm, uh, I'm going to be real with you. The only thing I know about Arctic Monkeys is that you like them. That's it. Really? You're shitting me right now. You can't just like. I probably oh, heard their songs. I probably heard their songs before, but I don't know them. I don't know them by name. I'd, I would be probably recognize it if you I somehow avoided all of their music. Yeah, it's one of those things where I've probably heard one of their songs, but I do not know them by name. Wild. AM probably once or twice a few years ago. I think that that that's who I want to know, isn't it? As the first yep. track. Yeah, yeah, that that's still that's still a standout for me. Uh, there was one other. I don't remember. I don't have the track list in front of me, but there was one other on that list somewhere around track five ish. That was like around track five. Up. Around um, about. I don't remember if it was exactly track five. I'm trying to think what the singles would have been for that. Do Do I want to know? Is, uh, is still the the main the main. So do I want to know those. first, and then yeah. Are You Mine was second, which are probably the two really bangers, and then Maybe number nine. Like number nine was Why Do You Only Call Me When You're High, which is oh, also that was it. Yeah, yeah, why, yeah, yeah. I was the yeah, I thought it was that one. Yeah, I figured it would be that one as well, but it was a yep. little bit later. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, track nine or track five. Anyway, yeah, so I, I've listened through the album, but th- those, those, yeah, you basically nailed the three standouts that I remember from that album. They're pretty much the three standouts for 90% of people, yeah. <laughs> um, thoughts, Stephen? I really like the album. Like them? Um, yeah, no, I, I like the album. It, it was one of those albums that, like, when did it come out? Like 2013, 2014? 2013, yeah. Yeah, it was like I was... Yeah. Uh, going out like I would have just turned 18 2013 so I yeah. was like going out and about and going to like 
nightclubs and all that kind of stuff where all the cool kids go. And they would always be playing Arctic Monkeys to the point where, like, I'd go to, like, a a metal nightclub and they'd be playing um, <laughs> Do I Want to Know? And then you go to, like, the classic, uh, not so uh, reputable places, the dirty, filthy places, and they're playing. Uh, usually it's, like, an R&B mix of it, but it, they'd be, still be playing it. But the album as a whole is really good. I do really yeah. enjoy it. No, it's it's honestly like full of bangers just from the start to finish, but they are obviously standouts. So, um, yeah, um, I, I think it's I think it's excellent. I've just been listening to them a lot recently, and I couldn't think of a uh, better album to do. So, um, some some fun facts I found for it: uh, BBC named it the best album of twenty thirteen, like pretty much straight off the bat. Um, it takes uh, from like a quote from the guys that actually made the album. Uh, they take variety Mr. of genres from Monkey himself. Mr. Arctic Monkey himself. That's Mr. Um, Monkey to you. <laughs> Return to Monk. Um, Dr. Professor so, Arctic Monkey. Isn't this the monkey from um, that Halo Infinite trailer? The monkey from Futurama where it wears the hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. The monkey on Chris's closet where it points and, and grimaces. <laughs> the evil monkey. It's Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so they said that they drew from a variety of genres, which include psychedelic rock, blues rock, hard rock, heavy metal, desert rock, R&B, soul... And they said that it was their first venture into hip hop, which is like a hell of a list of genres for an influence on an album. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it hip hop, but uh, there's one particular song that's a bit hip hoppy. Uh, the rest of it is not so much. Yeah. They uh, so while they were recording it, the drummer like broke his hand by punching a wall while drunk, and they had to have another drummer do it. <laughs> uh, specifically, Elvis Costello. Uh, sorry, from Elvis, they replaced Elvis Costello uh, with Pete, Pete Thomas. Oh, sorry, no. Helders was the guy. I don't know. I'm reading this all Are you having anyway. a stroke? I am having a stroke. I'm trying to read and then prepare the next fact, and I'm, I'm messing it up. Um, doesn't matter. They break his hands. They replace the drummer while they were recording it. Um, so whose the hand enemy... was it? Hmm? Whose hand was it? Uh, someone called Helders. I don't know the guy's first name. I don't know the band's, like, people in the band's names. Um, it was replaced by Elvis Costello's drummer, Pete Thomas. There you go. Um... Enemy named it the the best album of the decade, and a month after its release, put it at four forty nine on their top five hundred greatest albums of all time. Rolling Stones put it at three forty six in their twenty twenty list of five hundred greatest albums. Um, they when when they first started as a band, they were spreading a whole bunch of different names around why they were called Arctic Monkeys, and the whole reason was just that one guy was like, "That's a cool name. I want to be in a band with that name," (laughs) which is like wild to me. That's great. I yeah, I imagine just being like, oh, yeah, it's this reason, and someone says it, and they're like, oh, I heard it was this reason from the guy from the band, and they'll just make up a different reason every time. Have, you have, anything, have, like- have, a, have a friend that's just like, oh, that'd be a great name for a band. Just like every time they hear like a funny word combo. Not the top of my head. <laughs> Not really. I had a couple of guys that just started to do, a, like, put out names for a podcast. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and we still ended up with this. I think we had a few others, but they were all taken. <laughs> we Googled so many names. <laughs> so many. <laughs> And a lot um, of them were like podcasts that started in like 2013, 2014. They had like they two had episodes. Like four episodes. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, you know what? Let's not take them just in case we get big. We don't want to step on any mystery. toes. What do you mean yeah. just in case? You mean when we get big, Steve? Come on, dream big, dream big. After no, you get I mean, Krispy like, Kreme sponsorship. going to get enormous. We, is we, what we I mean. are so close to becoming Krispy Kreme's preferred gaming and pop culture news podcast. <laughs> um, the KK cast. Bizarre uh, fact that means nothing to anyone is that when I first installed a Bluetooth stereo into my car, this was the first album I played. 
So that means nothing, but you know what? I'm not just the most important fact of the list so far, honestly. Yep. <laughs> Alright, that's album of the week. If you have a suggestion for album of the week that I can just uh, get everyone to listen to by force, because I will make them do that, and then I can find some facts about, write in. Let us know. Wow, way to use your platform for good, Josh. Yeah, I'm a monster. <laughs> no, I only want Josh takes. Josh takes. Well, right, next album's going to be Metallica, and I'll tell you why it's bad and overrated. Yeah. You're out. Actually, it's not bad music. It's just yellow they, card they are fuck. consumer yellow metal. He gets the yellow card after I got red carded for something very innocuous. Um, I can't remember what I gave you red, card, red card, for. card for. I don't know. Something in the chat. I don't know. We're not bringing up the chat drama <laughs> to the podcast. What are, we, what are we doing here, fellas? If you'd like you know us what? to red bring up the chat, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just screenshots from the chat. Yeah. Start uh, posting uh, screenshots on the socials. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying Josh deserves a red card. For not liking Metallica. Yes. Literally capitalist answer to, uh, hey, how do we make metal popular? No, I'll pass. You know, there's nothing wrong with hating, uh, sorry, with liking popular things, Josh. Just there's something no, popular. but it's completely it's overplayed and it's just, oh, I'm just done with it. So God, you, like, yeah, yeah, was like seven. You got, huh? you, you got the metal opinion of Nickelback haters. I love Nickelback though. <laughs> uh, okay, no, no, okay, let's, let's, let's not go there. Nickelback are quite good. <laughs> and the world we don't need is com- comically in balance again. <laughs> Move us so, on, Pat. Steve. Will Mass Effect do. 2. Uh, well, okay, you know what? Just to spite Josh. No, Steve is not going to talk about Mass Effect 2. Fuck you. Uh, Seth is going to talk about Saints Row 3. There we go. Better idea. Boom. Yeah, you really just had to one-up me on the number game, huh? Yeah, that was what I was going for. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm recovering from Patrick just uh, putting Josh on blast like that. <laughs> Fucking reeling in my chair. <laughs> That's what you get for trying to take the host privilege. <laughs> I just wanted the conversation to end. Got him. <laughs> um, anyway. So, something else in a minute. So yeah, um, uh, God, I wish that were me. Since, uh, since me and Transy finished up uh, Far Cry 6 uh, the other week, we needed a new co-op game to play, so we went through the entirety of Saints Row 3 in the span of 24 hours. Um, honestly, I liked that game as a co-op game far more than Far Cry 6, mostly because I enjoy that type of game more. It's super campy, um, very humorous, not... There's, there's weird jank all throughout it. Um, the it missions, embraces that, though. <laughs> it does. It, um, it, like, relishes it in all of that uh, delightful, awful garbage, and, um, yeah, I, I just loved it for it. Uh... I made the most uh, douchebaggy looking character I could think of at the time, which was just like some guy with a metal, metal hair band, uh, metal hairstyle with sunglasses in his hair and then more sunglasses on his face. Um, so you made a Metallica <laughs> member? Uh, like an Australian boomer Metallica fan, yes. Because I, I, I also gave him like the, um, the Jason Statham voice. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is the way. Congratulations. Yeah. Um true true ending. It, it was the perfect it was the perfect voice because as I was going through like the taunts, he has a taunt where he goes toss off wanker. And I, I as soon as I heard <laughs> it, heard him say the word wanker, I was like, yeah, that's the voice. That's that's what I I gotta go for. Um <laughs> That was your criteria. <laughs> yeah. Not like Hitler for your harem. <laughs> Absolutely not. Hitler being in the harem was it uh, was down uh, downvoted as soon as I realized it was Hitler. <laughs> oh god yeah um yeah i'm so glad he came to that realization organically 
I, I do it for the pod tent. I, Sometimes I, these... I think about adding Hitler to my harem, and then I think, no, Hitler, no. And then, and then Hitler goes away. Man, I wish, I wish you'd go like away that easily. <laughs> this is a family guy skit, Josh. You're just living in it. Oh, God, no. When's the cutaway? Please, no, not again. Wake up. You're actually Brian Griffin, and everyone hates you. <laughs> wow. It's true, everyone that hates was the Brian cruelest Griffin. Thing Griffin. That was the cruelest thing I've ever heard someone say. <laughs> no, no, the cruelest thing is if he did the entire Brian Griffin takedown on Josh. Oh my god, yeah, I wish I had that memorized. Imagine Holy learning shit. that by heart just to shit on me. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> um, where was I? Yeah, so uh, we basically just did the entire story. We're slowly making our way through all the other side missions. So much of this game is just story missions uh, setting you up to learn what a side mission is so that they can just fill the map with those side missions and you go through them at your own pace. But um, they're, they're incredibly fun. Um, my favorite so far is also the most frustrating, which is insurance fraud, which is you yep. just ragdoll in front of cars and try to build up as much um, insurance money as you can through that. Uh, it was a little frustrating, though, because the first time we tried it, uh, for some reason, absolutely no cars were spawning. Um, so you can't do anything without, like, cars coming around and hitting you and comboing off the top of all of them, <laughs> bouncing from car to car. Um, but without those, you, you just failed a quest. It took I had to end up restarting, the, uh, like, turning off and hard resetting the game um, before it fixed itself up. I thought it was an issue with the PS5 version because the PS5 version of this game is absolutely scuffed. Um, it crashes all the time, uh, characters uh, just uh, uh, freeze up, or um, there'll be NPCs driving cars that aren't there, or glitching into the ground. It really should not have released in the state that it's come out in, especially because there's um, a mission where it will actually just completely crash the game as soon as it hits a specific dialogue point. Um, I think it was called uh, Air Steelport, the mission. It's one of Kinsey's missions near the end of the game. And during the phone call with her, once your character says, call Viola to uh, give it a location, that just crashes the game. It happened consistently every single time, and it's a known issue that hasn't been fixed. So that was, like, the one big bummer and disappointing part about it. Um, the PS5 version, besides that, actually runs really well. It um runs at a good frame rate. It looks nice. Um, and it has uh, good uh, uh, inputs. <laughs> uh, What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Input delay, I guess. Like, it's not it as delayed. crisp inputs. Yeah, that that's the one. I was um, going to say, input delay doesn't seem like the word you're looking for there, big fella. Like, yeah, it doesn't, have, it doesn't have input delay because um, the PS4 version, I was going back to that version, and it takes like a half a second to register your inputs whenever you're uh, doing anything. And that going back to that after playing the PS5 version was really rough. Are you, are you uh, listening? Still looking about Arctic monkeys. Um, do you, from my understanding, there's like a def definitive, and I'm using air quotes that nobody can see, uh, like a definitive edition of Saints Row Three, and it was probably released a couple of years after it. Are you playing that? Version, yeah, I'd or guess, does that version not exist? I guess it's the defensive version because I think the defensive version has just become the version that they've listed on everything. Mm. Yeah, because I remember playing Saints Row 3 whoa, probably back in 2015 in my old, my old, old gaming laptop. And literally, like, uh, every 10 minutes it would crash. Um, and apparently it was just, like, a very common problem. 
So yeah, it's good to hear that you're having a good time because I <laughs> nearly tossed my laptop off the window. I was very angry. Yeah, no, the, but that's okay. The, the biggest as long as you're having fun, right? Yeah, exactly. That's all that matters. Uh, my fun and my income from editing the podcast. <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't laugh at that. I'm so sorry. No, um, please continue. <laughs> uh, I wasn't laughing at that. Trust me. Yeah. Um. If you need I me g- to shout out the GoFundMe, just let me know. I guess a last big talking point I want to hit is like just how good the music choices in this game are. Like the entire oh. final mission is set to uh, holding out for a hero. Um, as it's soon as you get to like version, the big, no. sad, sad. Yeah, is it not, the Shrek version? It's not the Shrek version. It can't be garbage game. Zero out of ten. Lucky, yeah. I think it crashing on me was actually a good thing now. <laughs> <laughs> but then on top of that, after you finish like the big final climactic uh, battle, you get sent into a um, mission where you're it, it's set up like you're on the surface of Mars chasing down Killbane, the last um major villain that escaped you, and it's just. It's just revealed that it was all a bad sci-fi um, movie skit you were doing, and uh, right at the end, you fuck up your take. So I, I remember Saints Row. I remember the third Saints Row being the strongest in terms of the opening because mission one, if I remember, because it has been a while. But the the first mission that you ever do is you roll up to a bank with Johnny Gat, and he pulls out a bag full of Johnny Gat masks. Yeah, and the line, if I vaguely remember, is. You're robbing a bank, dresses yourself, and he answers, hey, who the fuck doesn't want to be Johnny Gat? <laughs> yeah, that is exactly how that starts out. And then the second mission is you parachuting onto the roof of the skyscraper that you take over to the sound of Kanye West's power. Yep. That is, that is, uh... God, what a strong one-two punch. Jesus. Yeah, you, uh, it's not the second mission, it's like the fourth, I think, but oh, it's- okay. It, it it's a like rapid fire very quickly. You get that um penthouse very quickly as well. It's just rapid fire, strong intro. Um, yeah, it's it's hooks you in very well. Um, yeah. I feel like it starts teetering off a little bit for most of the game, and it does a very big strong ending again. Although it does it does get stronger with the auto tuned gimp, who I don't remember the name of. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I think it's just Zed. That sounds about is right. It, is it Zed or Z? All right, we're having this argument now, fellas. Didn't they do that well, this character's off? name is Zed. Now, if mm. you want to get into an argument about the actual letter, uh, it's Z. All right, we'll have this. Cool. Uh, well, good I think it depends guys. on the word, uh, to be I honest. I think we'll move on, but... It's uh, a zebra, not a zebra. <clears throat> okay. I'm trying to think of what I say. I think I say zebra. <laughs> Oh god! What do you say like a, it's a, instead of a xylophone, it's an xylophone? What is this cover word? No. <laughs> Silent letters as opposed to saying something slightly different. Yes, I can see what you're getting at. It's it's not y vital, it's e vital. <laughs> Does that make really? you feel good, Patrick? That's, oh, okay, you know what? Fuck it. So just, what would I you give it was y- Just e vital. Shiny um, e vital looks like bacon. Probably, probably a very strong <laughs> 8 out of 10. Um, all these years later, it still holds up very well. It's still an incredibly fun game. Would you say you enjoyed it more because you played it co-op? I don't think the... Don't answer I... this. It's a trap because if you say no, then Trinity's going to be upset. But if you say yes, then like the boys will be upset. <laughs> it's a shit game. Shouldn't have played it. <laughs> no, I think the game's still incredibly strong single player as well. I'd say there's... And a lot of the missions amp up when there's co-op, like the, uh, bringing up the insurance fraud missions again. There are um, uh, point total that they want you to hit doubles if you're doing it in co-op. 
So it's still worthwhile to do that. And it's still, it's incredibly fun co-op, but I think it's also incredibly fun single player. I don't think it matters which way you play it. I think it's a, it's a real shame that in Saints Row 4, so Saints Row 3 to me is the pinnacle because Saints Row 3 was, so Saints Row initially was described to me as it's GTA, but with all the cheats turned on all the time. And I haven't played Saints Row 1 or 2, admittedly, but Saints Row 3 was the pinnacle in terms of how I heard other people experience it because it was right at the peak where it's like you you were basically playing it as if you had the infinite money glitch, even though you didn't, right? But all of the cheats were on. You had a whole bunch of different houses to go to. The co-op was really fun. And then 4 just became somehow even more of a piss take than 3 did because of how overpowered the superpowers was. Uh, superpowers were like... It got to the point, because I, I quite enjoyed the car customization that was available. I took pride in taking one of every car and sort of turning it into kind of my branding and then having that as a car that I could drive around in. Oh, so but, you went your own branding, because I, I took the roleplay version and just made them all uh, Saints-inspired. So it also helps well, that I like that, the color purple, so yeah, I just well, that, go that, that. that was the branding. Okay, okay. <laughs> purple, and, purple and white. Yeah, uh, purple, white, and gold. Branding. Yeah, 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 it, yeah, uh, that basically. But but the problem is, I, I really enjoyed the mechanic of of just having cars, like because I enjoyed that with GTA as well, like collecting cars, going to the garage, all that stuff. But in Saints Row Four, once you unlocked super speed, it became so much slower to drive places than it was to just run like the Flash. That it was a shame because it was like. It was a weird incentive structure through Saints Row 4, plus the fact that Saints Row 3 took place in what could somewhat be construed as present day <laughs> really helped that as well. But I, I guess what I'm getting to is I'm really interested to see how they, re how they approach Saints Row this year when that eventually releases, because I, I want to relive the peak that was Saints Row 3, but I don't want it to devolve into Saints Row 4. Yeah, I'll get back on Saints Row 4 um, at a little later because I do plan on playing that soon. I'll probably start on that this weekend. But um, yeah, yeah uh, from everything I've seen from the reboot, it looks like it's going to be going more towards leaning towards what free is. And yeah, I, I that's am, what I'm hoping for. I am kind of excited to try out the um the superpowers in four because I think it'll just be different. And it, they're, uh, they're really fun for like an hour. They are so much fun for an hour. And then after that hour, you realize you're at, you're at the limit. That, that is everything that you can do. You have everything at your fingertips. But the game continues. Okay. So you just get to this weird state of like, you're almost like Saitama at that point, right? Like you're so powerful that... Ooh, a one just become reference. Boring. Love it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Speaking of One Punch Man, absolutely Animation killer chapter came out today. Anime should be banned. We're moving on. Um, wow. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for that, Seth. Uh, Josh, where do you think we should go next? <clears throat> to anime. Um, well, you know what? I'm not the host or the editor, so I don't have any power or decision. I'm learning. You are learning. That's so much character growth. That's crazy. That's almost like a manga chapter that came out. Anyway, we're going to talk about uh, <laughs> Mass Effect 2. Or Mass Effect Numero right. Uno, if you, if you will. Uh, no, it's just called Mass Effect 2, big fella. Uh, Too late, um, I'm tagged as Mass Effect's numero dos. <laughs> well, I don't do the editing, no, my problem. Um, all right, <laughs> so um, so well, this is just <clears throat> just to make sure everybody's on the same page, singing from the same songbook. This is Mass Effect 2 as it appears in the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, all right? 
I'm not. I didn't put the 360 game into my Xbox. I downloaded the Legendary Edition from Game Pass. I was about to say from Game Pass based. <laughs> Very good. I'm not. Why you pay money for games anymore? Everything comes to Game Pass eventually. Um, all the PlayStation equivalent. But anyway. Um. So Mass Effect Two picks up. Um. <clears throat> uh. I mean, how uh, do we care about spoilers, fellas? It's a very old game. No. Yeah, that, that game's even older than Saints Row 3, which is weird to think about. Well, I do want to play it at some point, but I don't really care about spoilers. Oh, well, yeah. Half the game, it, the real games are friends make along the way. Um, <laughs> okay. I've always Unironically true. Yeah, that is very... Yeah, so essentially it picks up at the about like six months after Mass Effect 1. Um, Shepard is sort of hunting um, Geth, and then he, uh, a big ship comes and blows him out of the sky, and he ends up dying. So literally, he well, oh, well, I, I get they because it's a you can pick your own character, you. and I picked a um, it's as much as close to the generic shepherd as possible, but he's got like a a weird fade that's got like um, got a like, Nike tick in the microchip. It looks like it's the dumbest <laughs> fucking thing. I don't know why I picked it. I should have just done the default thing. Um, <laughs> A self-insert it just, chat. It, it, it just makes it easier when you go for the renegade options and you think, I deserve this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so essentially he gets, um, he gets killed and then he's rebuilt by this organization. Rebuild him. We have the technology. <laughs> literally. Also literally. unironically true. Yeah. Like, once again, he's, he's rebuilt by Cerberus and we sort of see Cerberus in Mass Effect 1 as this weird sort of like fringe human terrorist organization that's like putting humanity first. We barely literally... even see them in 1. It's kind of weird how much of an impact they they have jumping from 1 to 2. Yeah. They're, like they're, they're in number they're 1 in more like, than you think they are. They're in like two missions. Um, yeah, but they're kind a... of just, they're mentioned a lot semi-constantly. They're just never really there. But, uh, but they're, they're, they're mentioned the in the context that... of the missions you're there for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you yeah. you um you break into I think two research facilities or one research facility and one um I don't remember assassination mission or something but anyway yeah so so Mass Effect Two is almost entirely centered around Cerberus which is just you know slightly odd given how little you know about them from one so interesting decision but I th- I think it works but continue yeah yes anyway so you're rebuilt by Cerberus uh, and then it turns out that. Uh, there are human colonies being taken from this group called um, the Collectors, and the Collectors are this uh, race that comes from deep space. Um, and no one really cares about it. It's like, all oh, these are just fringe human colonies. Don't care, didn't ask. <laughs> Humans can eat shit. Uh, so then you, you've sort of got like a, you've got to pretty much get together a ragtag uh, bunch of individuals using the unlimited resources of Cerberus, because apparently they have like literally the money to rebuild a person that was like killed um to the point like his body fell from like outer space down to a planet and they rebuilt him within two years um they've rebuilt a state-of-the-art ship and made it even better so what you're telling me is elon musk prior to trying to buy twitter yes very good um yeah so uh, and essentially the game sort of uh takes place from there and you've got a You've literally got to go out and uh, find some old crewmates that you've met before and recruit them to join your suicide mission. You go out and recruit other crewmates um, to join your mission as well, and they're usually, like, the best at all they do. There's, like, an assassin. There's uh, literally an uh, Asari, one of the aliens. It's like a... uh, uh, Like a... what Psychic. I'm going to go nuns. 
Um, but it, like, she's like one of the really powerful biotics. Um, it's like a warrior monks type of thing. It's really good seeing all the different individual characters. I think there's like 11 or 12 of them. And I'm not going to go into... Oh, that's a lot do- more than number one. Yeah, so number one's got six double. and number yeah. uh, two has like 12. But they've sort of... They've, they change the combat a lot more different from number one to number two. So you, you've played number two, haven't you, Josh? I played like the first like couple of hours and I was like, I missed Mass Effect 1. So I closed it and reopened Mass Effect 1. <laughs> That, f- that feels like it's Josh taking a half. <laughs> it is, it is. Because you haven't played it as well either, Seth. No, I haven't played Mass Effect 2 because I got filtered by Mass Effect 1's Mars Rover. The Mars Rover is terrible. <laughs> it is terrible. It's the you worst part of that, that game. Long. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, so it's a bit different. It's a bit more cover shootery as opposed to you've got like every character no longer has like 10 powers and abilities. Like mm. you as Shepard will have about like six or so while your crewmates will have about two or three. And when you gain their loyalty, which is like their sort of their quest, once you go on and solve their personal problem, they'll usually get like a, a third or a fourth. And, and then you get like an alternate costume, which is literally the same costume, but in a different color, but whatever. That's a, <laughs> just like Pokemon for another day. I hate it so much. Hey, it's alluding to the ending of uh, number three. True. <laughs> True. There, there, there were warning signs. You're right. My favorite <laughs> ending of Mass Effect 3 was red. Look, we're, look, when I get to Mass Effect 3, I'm gonna ha- I have a lot of takes about that. Um, but like, we'll get there when we get there. Um, so it, it does... It, the combat is a lot more different. It's a lot more... It's a lot more tighter, I think. It's a lot better. Like, I am playing really? on the I, I thought the... Did you play the number one in Legendary Edition? Yes. I thought the combat for that, the way that they redid that, was really tight and very, very well done. It was, it, it, it is, and it's still, I, I can, I'll never so forget much better than the original one was, one. Yeah, the original one is fucking dog shit. Like, the combat it's is horrible. the worst part of that game. I mean, I mean, it would have been fine when it released, but then not like, it would have been yeah. dated like the year after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I picked it, picked it up at like two years after it released, and I'm like, this is fucking shit. But it was like one of the first type of cover shooters it was going for, and it, it did what it had to do. Um, it, Mass Effect 1 walked, so Mass Effect 2 and 3 could run, right? Um, but and the changes they did do to Mass Effect One were good. Um, which well, I talked about that last week, Josh. You weren't here. Yeah, no, no, but, all good. I just wanted to make sure that you yeah. talk, comparing it to the combat of Legendary Edition. Yeah, I, th- I think number two, like combat is is a lot tighter because you've got like a smaller selection of powers. Like you don't, there's no need to sort of get like overwhelmed with the choice. Like you've got certain yeah, characters that are better against synthetics, certain characters that are good against human characters, or certain characters that are good against like shields or barriers or or have like different types of anim- ammo that literally shoots fire. Um, a weird type of thing uh, they did retcon though. So in Mass Effect One, all of the the weapons like overheat. Like there's no ammo or anything. Like you shoot a weapon a couple times, or mm-hmm. depending on the type of weapon, once or a million times, and then it will overheat, or you stop shooting just before it overheats and it cools down for whatever reason. And it's not really explained. There's sort of like a codex article about it, and you read it and it doesn't make sense. But they've changed it. Everything now uses thermal clips, which are universal sort of like heat sink that like work like ammo. So, for example, an assault rifle, you get like 18 shots and you've got to like reload a thermal heat pack. So in the two years that Mass Effect, between Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2. Literally go backwards. They're literally going backwards. Like, yeah, I think that was one of the things that threw me off on number two. I was like, yeah, why have like, they done this? 
Yeah, like I, I could understand if you went straight from one to two, you'd be like, oh, this is a bit different. And it's, it it plays very different and it can be a bit overwhelming, but it's it's just weird and they don't really explain it in a good way. Not to um, mention uh, you no longer have to swap armor suits for your for yourself or, or uh, squad mates. Yeah, there's no longer any like uh, any arm. Well, th- there is armor that Shepard can wear, um, and that is only changed in like the captain's quarters, um, which no, there's no need to go there unless you need to feed the fish. But all the fish are dead because you got to feed them after every mission. Um, <laughs> it's I true. So much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like the, the the armor doesn't really change that much. Like instead of having like uh, it might give you like five percent more to health. Dragon Age armor though. Yeah, the Dragon Age armor looks sick. Um, and you can even get, like, collector Ooh. armor. So you've literally, like, dressed up as the bad guys. Oh, that's pretty sick. Um, so you've Dragon got, like, Age armor. What, what is it based on? Uh, the Blood Dragon armor from, like... It's one of the Ooh. DLCs from Dragon Age Origins. And for some yeah, reason... Yeah, nah, that's just, sick. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. it, it does look down. sick, but, like... It doesn't suit the theme. Like, you're in, like, medieval plate mail. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks very out of place. <laughs> yeah, like, you wear it once, and, and you're like, okay, it, this it is cool. Like, so you, you are humanity's shining hope, right? The person that died and came back to life two years later, and you look like you're just constantly cosplaying. <laughs> Honestly, exactly how I'd like to play my RPGs. <laughs> Dress for the job you um, want, not the job you have, right? True, true. Do you guys not cosplay so- as the main character when you're playing an RPG? <laughs> I am the main character in my life, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> as long as you're a self-insert of me. It's real life as an RPG. Oh, we're not getting into this. I mean, I'm really playing the role of myself, right? But when I go into work, badly. I'm playing a different role. That's work, Stephen. So what um, you're telling me is DJ Carlop was right. We did play ourselves. Another one. Anyone else want to kick Josh <laughs> off the podcast? Just like, you know. just No, that's what he wants. Really. Since- <laughs> no, no that, was, that was funny. That was, that was funny. They don't want you to win. It was niche. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, there's, there's no real armor. There's no real upgrading of equipment. Like, you do get different guns, um, but there's no, like, sort of stats attributed to the guns or anything. It's like, um, this gun might be a burst fire or might have a smaller ammo clip but higher damage potential or might have a scope or might not have a scope. Um, and you sort of get to a stage, because I'm, I'm probably about, like, 80% of the way through the game. I've just got a couple more loyalty missions and what so what, we, what's the last like kind of story-ish thing that you did um dlc kind of story because i just did the um the dlc where you crash that meteor into the the mass effect That's relay sick. and oh kill my like God, you did that and you're 80 percent through um well, that, well that's what i did at, like towards the end of the podcast <laughs> oh no i uh, said so not towards the end of the game um because that 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 dlc that's um that's the arrival DLC. That's literally bridging Mass Effect Two and Mass Effect Three. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, because <laughs> well, I've played it before. I've uh, and I was like, oh yeah, cool. Like this is probably a, a good time to go. I've only got like a couple more loyalty missions, and then I've got to pick up Legion. <laughs> and you decided um, to do the arrival DLC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when are you supposed to do it? Like I after you finish everything. It's yeah. The last thing yeah. Don't you, do you usually leave stage. DLC until after you finish the game? With Mass Effect 2, uh, because they introduce Zaid, who you literally bump into while doing the regular story, like you can't avoid it. And they also introduce uh, not Kasumi. Kasumi, uh, Kasumi, Kasumi yeah. Um, yeah, who you can do basically at the same time as Zaid. And the earlier you do Kasumi, the better, because uh, her 
uh, <laughs> part of her DLC is giving you an SMG, which is, I think, statistically the best SMG in the game. I think so, anyway, the Locust SMG. Uh, um, it's not. Um, I literally did that. I just did that DLC this afternoon. I do not care for that. Uh, but I've it got has... That. I've got the Madoka yeah. sight rifle, and that's all I need. Pew, pew, pew. Okay. I agree. Yeah, Based. Fine. Ma- Madoka assault rifle is excellent, but in terms of a lightweight wanting to work with um, uh, powers slash non-soldier capability, Locust has crazy accuracy for an SMG and okay damage if you go for headshots. But why would I do that when I can just use an assault rifle and or sniper rifle and that's it? Because it's well, no, no, and then you can't spam things as much. Come on, Josh, get with the program. Well, no, so because um, I went for the the Vanguard class, so I didn't have access. So I, you have like a heavy pistol, SMG, um, and a shotgun. That's right, that was the other off. thing that really bugged me about Mass Effect Two. It was like, hey, now you can pick a class and limit your weapon types, and I was like, why do I want to do that? Like, because you get like, like why is that a thing? Yeah, because you get better you get powers that balance powers. it. Like yeah, Van- but Vanguard, I, would just, I just didn't care. I played Mass Effect 1 like it was an FPS. Well, that, that's the problem. Nah. Is that, you know, no, no, no. So that, that is exactly the problem, right? So from an efficiency standpoint, that is the best way to play Mass Effect 1. It is to play it as an FPS. You pick Soldier and you just play it as an FPS. The problem is the game tries to sell you on all of the RPG elements of either leaning into uh, like tech powers or leaning into biotic powers. But it's so... It's such a different playstyle in Mass Effect One that you actively work against yourself if you pick to if if you choose to play that way. They rebalanced it in two to the point where you can choose any class you want and it will feel as strong as the others. And the way that they made sure of that is to just make sure that not every class can suddenly play Mass Effect Two like an FPS. So I actually appreciate why they did that, and I agree. Uh, it was just way too big of a shit. I literally finished Mass Effect One, put it down, picked up number two right away, and was like. This is a downgrade in every way. Like, yeah, it, I, it is a Josh it take. is a big yeah that is a Josh take. But, but at the same time, it is because it's such a different game. Like it, it leans have more heavily into the the balancing and more of the action as opposed to what Mass Effect One did, where it was the to RPG me it sounds elements. Like they just, and, I was about to say it. To me, it sounded like Josh was uh, describing it that Mass Effect One was more of just a straight shooter while. Two was it leaning was, more yeah. into for RPG mechanics. Yeah, it was. It was. So they they tried no, sorry, to do yeah, sorry, RPG. I had the wrong way around. They they tried to do RPG mechanics in one, but the problem is, as I say, it's still way more efficient to play it as an FPS. But the thing is, they rebalanced it so that if you wanted to, you could play two and three just using powers and not really touching your weapon at all, and that was an entirely valid way to play. It would be very difficult to play Mass Effect 1 without using a gun. It's very easy to play Mass Effect 2 and 3 without using a gun because of the balance changes. So it was too big a dramatic shift. I think if I picked it up now, now that it's been a year since I played it, it is a very dramatic shift and it is very different. And even me, like I literally finished Mass Effect 1, um, uh, probably waited like eight hours, went to bed, woke up, played Mass Effect 2, and I was like, I completely forgot how different it was. I knew it was different. And and I'm having, like, weird recollections of what Mass Effect 3 is like. Yeah, exactly. And Um, and so that that was the same as me. And the interactions, yeah. When I finished Mass Effect 2 and then went into Mass Effect 3, I was actually floored because I played Mass Effect 3, you know, however many years ago now. But to play it again so quickly after Mass Effect 2, it was still a big shift again 
And in terms of gameplay, two and three are very similar compared to one. So it's it's crazy how much they kind of reinvented or like mixed up some of the gameplay mechanics in three to make it feel fresh again. Mm. Might give it another go. We'll see. Yeah. Would recommend I, I, playing I, I, Vanguard. <laughs> then you don't need to worry about guns. Yeah. Well, well, don't well, need to worry you know, about guns, like, but I want the guns. Yeah, well, if you want the guns, play the soldier class. Um, true. Or infiltrator. Yeah, there's a bunch of different um, classes, but don't forget to bring your class over from Mass Effect 1, right? Yeah. Um, plus, but yeah, plus in, in Mass Effect 2, you can pick up a weapon specialty um, that it just happens during a story mission that you can suddenly use another class of weapon, which is... That's how, I, yeah, that's how I picked up the assault rifle. It's just like you're in the middle of a, a big thing that's happening. It's like, oh, hey, an assault rifle on the ground. I'm just going to teach myself how to do it this time instead of just yeah. walking over the gun. It's I, weird. I think I think it's always a choice. I think it's always a choice between assault rifle and sniper rifle. I could be wrong. I would pick assault rifle every single time. Well, yeah, because then you get the Matok, and Matok is based. Yes, yeah, but but at the same time, so I'm playing on the insanity difficulty. Yeah. Um, and as it's, Vanguard. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> it's fucking until I got the assault rifle um training. It was so fucking hard. It was yeah. very like it, like every encounter was like all right, like but. I had to like make sure I'm picking out the right characters for the right mission. So there was a lot of times I'd be like, okay, like I fucked it. I have to reload my old save and pick the right character, like pick the right squad mates to help me out. Did you did you spec Nova or Shockwave for Vanguard? Uh, Shockwave. Yeah, smart. <laughs> yeah, well, you've so, you fucking uh, no choice. Con, you have con, to. Con, context for uh for non non Vanguard enjoyers. Vanguard is probably my favorite class. Uh, Vanguard, it's a very all or nothing type class. So. If there's a bunch of shit that you can't get into close range for, you die. And further mm. to that, there is a power called Nova, which converts your barrier, like basically shield, but biotic. Uh, it converts your barrier into, into damage in an AoE around you. So if you do that and don't immediately kill the thing you're hitting, anyone else on the level that can see you and shoot at you will kill you instantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> playing Vanguard is fucking rough. <laughs> Yeah, especially I, on high difficulty. Yeah, I, I, it's, oh, it's like like a difficulty, uh, a skill difficulty problem. Sorry, I should double check. Yeah. I think I actually went through insanity with Vanguard as well, but I definitely but remember struggling through parts of it. Yeah, I remember back when I first did it in like 2010 or 2011 or whatever it was, like being soldier and just being like, "Oh, insanity is not hard at all." But yeah, uh, yeah. I can, I'll just stick so my way through everything. <laughs> literally, yeah, stay back and pew, and pew, 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 pew. But I can tell they've done a lot of. Uh, so in Mass Effect 1, when you're playing on Insanity, it's literally just everybody becomes like a walking, talking tank. Like they get a million yeah. shield, a million health, all the best. Whereas in, I can definitely tell in Mass Effect 2, they've, uh, every single enemy is always push, 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 push. Like they try to flank you. They try to get around you. They'll, yeah. uh, it's, if, yeah. if the squad I, mates I are shooting at them, they'll take the squad mates out first. So then you sort of like one person down. Better balanced in two and three, I think. Uh, I realize we've been talking about this for a while, given that it is an old game and you're still going through it. Um, final couple of things: favorite squad mate you've done so far, favorite loyalty mission. Uh, well, uh, Morden, hundred. Uh, but it's actually no, I'm tired. I'm, tw I'm tired between Morden and Thane. Um, I love how Morden sort or of squad loyalty or both. Uh, both. Like I love like both of their stories. Um, the Thane story is a bit underwhelming now. That I think about it. Um, I you sort of just on a catwalk trying to help him help his son. Um, but I like him as a character, um, and he's got pretty good uh, powers and abilities, and it helps me. Mm. Grunt's actually really his loyalty mission is the best though. Oh, you kept um, him alive? You didn't take the yeah, the renegade option? 
Oh, well, of course I'm going to keep him alive. You need all of it. I need to get the achievement. <laughs> Fair enough. And I'm trying to do like Legion a... Uh, no, I'm, I've got to do Legion. Um, that's on my list. But I'm going to do a couple more loyalty missions. Um, yeah, but... Yeah, but no, no, yeah, no. I, I am very much loving Mass Effect 2. It's a great story. Uh, not only does it flesh out the worlds, it provides a lot more... For lack of a better word, even though they're, they're aliens, a lot more human relationships or just relationships in general... Um, it is a big change number one I think a lot of the changes are for the better there I have encountered a couple of uh, bugs I'm not sure if it's a bug or if it's like intentionally low drop rates for ammo to the point where like uh, for some of the side quests I get there has been no ammo dropping whatsoever insanity I do think changes the ammo drop it does okay fantastic because there was a couple of times I think it does yeah because there was a couple of times it's like okay I have nothing like, and the, I still had a bit left of the mission to do. Like, I even burned through my heavy weapon ammo, and, and, and that's very fucking rare. Favorite heavy weapon? Um, uh, the electric shooter one. The arc, I think it's called. Really? The arc V? Yeah. Because huh. if everybody, like, when they come in through a wall, I mean, I've died like 10 times in a row, I know exactly what door they're going to come out of. So literally, okay, they come in here, charge up, zap, and then fucking chains through them. You know what? No, uh, fuck Max. Probably, pro- probably the rarest um, heavy weapon favorite of anyone that I've spoken to about Mass Effect 2 before. Uh, well, well, you can get that. What's the. There's that one later on in the game, um, the cane or whatever it's called, and it's literally an yeah, atomic yeah, bomb. Yeah, the, the nuke. The one. <laughs> yeah, and like, you get like two shots of it, and that's it. Yeah. The, the <laughs> and it one, just doesn't work unless you, you. If you time it right, it can just instantly kill the final boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, like, if you. <laughs> you get two shots, and that's it. Yeah. And if it's like, if it won't work it, unless you've got like 10 ammo or something, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. I love Mass Effect 2. Um, it's better than Mass Effect 1 in pretty much everything. Uh, awesome. I, yeah, I'd probably say it's a 9. And I can't wait to play Mass Effect 3 because that's even better from my memory. What about the ending? Fair enough. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about there. the ending next week. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh, probably not next week. I probably won't finish I probably won't have finished it by then, but probably two weeks. You like the new one, as in... I said blue um, one. Oh, so you were talking about the other Mass Effect game that we can pretend doesn't exist. Well, it doesn't, so there's nothing to talk about, Josh. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Very good. Maybe uh, I do want to go back and play it. I'm getting the cravings. It's probably the... It's not, it's so if you wrote it's Stranger of Paradise's Game of the Year, like... <laughs> That's a great game. What are you talking about? <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm not sure if so. I'll go back. I'm not sure I'll go if I'll go back and play Andromeda. Like it might be one of those things. Like I remember it being super buggy at launch, and they might have fixed a couple of things. Um, let's just sort of see. Like I'll I'll see. I'll because I because my brain is I'm, I'm built different. Some might say the second I start a game, I have to finish it. Um, so let's just leave that there. Implying Andromeda's a game. Anyway, that's fine. Thank you for It's that. a galaxy, you're right. Steve, it is. It's true. It is a galaxy. James Webb. James Space Webb $10 billion. Space Telescope yeah, has yeah, been, yeah. Uh, studying it. Cool. Uh, thank you for that, Steve. Looking forward to you finishing it and talking about Mass Effect 3. Uh, some good discussions on the ending. Uh, I think we hit... Uh, oh, maybe, maybe we do Final Fantasy 7 now and then some break at the end because there'll, there'll, there'll be more of us talking about that. And I actually don't think it'll go for that long. Josh, Final Fantasy 7. Yeah, so I started playing this uh, mostly because people had been shitting on me for not playing it. Um, to be fair, we've been shitting on you for not playing, playing the original. Yeah, come on. Oh my god, that was so in sync. That was wild. And then Josh and I were so in sync. Oh, this is gone. Wow. Okay. This is... 
Jinx, you want me a Coke? Um, <laughs> <laughs> under the roof. Um, no. Um, yeah, we're all under the roof, actually. No. Says <laughs> <laughs> you. No, uh, a mutual friend of ours um, was, was shitting on me for not playing the game despite buying it. So I, I bought Final Fantasy VII Remake and I bought Final Fantasy X at the same time on the PS5. And then I proceeded to play an hour of this. Uh, like Final Fantasy VII Remake, and then played all of Final Fantasy X and was like, wow, that's such a good game. <laughs> Even though I'd already played it. Um, so, yeah, he's been shitting on me for not playing it. So I was like, okay, I'll boot it up. I'll give it a go. Um, played it, played a bunch more of it. I'm like, I think I'm like 10, 12 hours in. Seth might be able to tell me, but I think I'm, I'm probably nearing the halfway point, uh, maybe a bit over a third. I think it depends on how much... Uh secondary missions and stuff you're doing doesn't he's it? he's on wall market at the moment in chapter yeah. nine um he's about halfway through wall market so once you finish this chapter i'd say that's probably roughly the halfway point yeah which i yeah i don't think there's long for this chapter left to be honest so oh no no this um, chapter's a long one you still got quite a bit left you're only oh, like fun. you're only like halfway through the chapter maybe I spent like a solid hour just walking around because I was streaming the, the game through Discord to a couple of mates and like I just spent like an hour walking around just reading signs and stuff like that. There's quite a few of some funny typos, but um, a friend of ours who's replayed the game a couple of times was like, I never stopped to look at any of this stuff. What are you doing? <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I think the game as a whole, um, it's not turn-based, which to me is just, I know that's, that's, um, Probably controversial, but I, I prefer turn-based Final Fantasy games. I think they're just way more fun and and more relaxing. I mean, it's not um, a good the, controversial take. It's not super controversial, but like there are people that are like, no, this is the direction Final Fantasy should be taking. Why would they make a turn-based game in twenty twenty-one, right, or twenty twenty-two? Um, so they definitely. I, 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 I think it Yeah, you're right. I think it's sort of like how they do the turn-based. Like back in the old days, where it was just like sprites sort of looking at each other. And it was just like everybody, like your party would go first and then their party would go first. Yeah, um, I liked that's my, my favorite Final Fantasy is 13 solely because of the way that the, the combat to me was extremely fluid and fun. The ATB yeah. system and the way yeah, that you the could ATB sprint system, out yeah. was great. Yeah, that was excellent. Um, so, yeah, I, the combat to me is it's, it's okay. I think that Cloud's combat is a bit boring and reminds me of Final Fantasy 15. Um, Tifa's combat is absolutely so much fun. So, so much fun. Um, Eris combat's pretty eh. Um, and Barrett's combat is probably the most boring out of all of them because you just stand there and hold one button. He's so. usually a chainsaw man. Uh, not a chainsaw man, a machine that, gun man. Beep, beep, yeah. beep. That, that opinion is so weird because, like, I, I've seen you play. You're, you're not playing it the way that the game wants to be played necessarily. He's like, why don't you use the quick menus? I'm like, no, I want it to be turn-based, so therefore What's I will a- use the t- slowdown time and select my menu. But even then, my, my you're question, not using the slowdown you, menu as well as you could be, and saying it's like uh, that cloud is like Noctis is like very, very wrong, just even on a fundamental level of how they control. What do you mean? I press one button, have directional combat, and dodge. Cloud doesn't That's have it. directional combat. Does he not? No, he doesn't. Oh, no, sorry, it's not directional combat. I hold the button if I want to do a slightly different attack. Yeah. Sorry. And it, um, it, <laughs> and I swap weapons to do different attacks. Wow, so different to Final Fantasy fifteen. You don't swap weapons to do different attacks. Yes, I do. You get new skills, but those are not like proper moveset changes like Noctis Okay, gets, so you're telling me my sword, when I'm attacking, if I swap to Punisher mode, I do the exact same thing as I do in the baseball bat. That's swapping your stance. 
Stop being my- No, no, you didn't let me finish. Blah, so if blah, I'm blah, holding semantics, a big semantics, 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 blah, blah, blah. And I switch to punisher mode, right? No, no, no. no. <laughs> if, if I'm holding the sword and I switch to punisher mode, you're telling me you're that I do not us. do a different attack to the baseball bat that winds up and tries to slug it out of the park. Okay, you're telling me that is that not a different the only one that's a different weapon because the baseball bat is one of three like, weapons I have so far. <laughs> yeah, the baseball bat is the only one that's different. Everyone gets, I, I think everyone gets a weapon that uh, changes their moveset to a gimmick moveset. But Doesn't that's matter. It still changes my moveset. So, and yeah, you get a completely different skill that you can use that you then, yes, granted you unlock, but still. Definitely yeah. sounds like one of you is playing the game wrong, and based on the healthy relationship I have with the editor of Fast Travel Lounge, whom I love and respect, I'm going to assume that Josh is the one playing the game wrong. Yeah, Look, as long correct. as you're having fun, big fella. That's all that matters, right? We're kind of having fun. No, Whenever no, I get I'm, to play T I'm for not, it's fun. I'm not saying he's, uh, he's playing it wrong in a sense of he's uh, playing it wrong and can't have fun. I'm saying he's playing it wrong in the sense that comparing it to Final Fantasy XV is wrong, because they're, they're very different in how they approach combat. I don't know. Cloud feels very do this or don't do anything, and that's exactly what fifteen was. <laughs> hey, press this one button and then dodge. Cloud, I mean, cloud was... is very heavy and rigid, and you're supposed to use him purposely. While Noctis is very loose, uh, a lot of aerial Depends movements. On the weapon you're using. You throw magic as well. I hated how you used magic like grenades. Magic in, in fifteen is awful. Yeah. The magic in fifteen is the worst magic has ever been in Final Fantasy, without a doubt. It's not even close. So anyway, move um, on. Yeah, so I, I I don't I don't mind the combat. It's just it's there to fill the story. That's that's how I think about it. I, I, I could not give it if the entire game just didn't have combat in it, it would probably be just as fun to me. So although Tifa is a lot of fun, that's such um, a strange thing to say. It's <laughs> I like Final Fantasy yeah. games for the story, not to press one button on repeat. Like, yet um, you want a turn-based game where all you do is press one button and attack on repeat. No, swap different skills and do different things and whatnot constantly and have to manage mana and there's a, there's and a lot more interesting this as well. And eventually so when the perhaps paralyzed or asleep, you whip out a great ball and then try and catch it. I understand exactly. where you're from. Exactly. So, so what's a good ex okay, so just just from my mind, because I'm I'm on the fence about turn based games. If they're done really well, I love them. If they're not, well take them or leave them. Persona five is what's, a great turn based a, game. Yes, but I'm asking Josh, what do you think is a good turn based game? Blood Bowl. Um, no, well, that you're not Josh. I, I, I genuinely do think Pokemon is a good turn-based game. Um, I, I think it's a lot of fun. I, the story mode, not so much, but competitive Pokemon, very fun. Um, I think that Dragon Quest is done extremely well for a turn-based game. Um, I haven't played Persona, but the other Final Fantasy games really string uh, closer to mind. Um, what about, what some about of the other Square Enix Josh? titles are okay. Like Octopath Traveler and stuff have their moments and the unique... Their characters and the way they're done, but for the most part, that combat's kind of bland. I would say Dragon Quest and, and the other Final Fantasy games. What about I think Monster it's Hunter in terms of turn based? Yeah, yeah, no, Monster Hunter's totally turn based. You either Monster cast Hunter, or you win, Monster right? Monster Hunter Journey well, is a turn based game or stories. Well, I, I, was, I, I was thinking more like in Rise where we just take turns cutting. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're me, and I'm like, hey, can you guys not faint, please? And Seth goes, hey, I'm not going to eat and run into this Camellios and die. Yeah. Hey, to be fair, I tried Camellios to avoid that attack. But it was yeah. it was a successful. You died throw. like thirty seconds of getting there after telling me you're going to go, like jump into my mission and make me lose. <laughs> I didn't tell you I was going to make you lose. You said don't lose this for me, and then I said okay. And then Patrick said, "Are you going to let Josh tell you what to do?" And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let Josh tell me what to do. And <laughs> so went you in died without immediately. Eating. I, I I was I was in that hunt, and I stand by what I said. 
<laughs> anyway, back to Final Fantasy. But no, also, I think, I think talking about Final Fantasy. For just just quickly for Steven's question to Josh, I think it's harder to say a bad turn-based game than it is to say a good turn-based game. No, I I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think that I can think of a few bad <laughs> turn-based games. No, I think it's harder to list out a bad turn-based game than because there's so many good ones. It it's hard for me to think of bad ones. I think this is probably we forget about the bad ones. But anyway, Final Fantasy VII. Talk to me, Josh. Um. In terms of the story, right, because I, I haven't played the original, um, I, I did try to play it um, for a little bit, but it, it just, it felt to me like it had aged too much in the, in the time that I, I went to play it and when it released, which to be fair was like 20 years later. Um, so I, I, I couldn't really get into the original one, but I did watch another person play it and I got a lot of the story beats, or at least I watched them play most of it. Um, the differences in the story in this, uh, I don't know if I'm a fan of. I. I, I don't know. Some of it is genuinely hilarious and super fun and just great. Like the uh, Roche guy that rides the, rides the motorbike. Oh Absolutely my god, that's love hilarious. Him. What a fantastic Literally the edition. best character in the game so far. Um, but then there's other sections like, for example, when I'm going through that factory and I have to move those fucking hands. In the original, you just run over it. <laughs> it takes like five seconds. In this, it's like 30, 40 minutes of doing three puzzles that are not fun. They're not engaging. They're not even puzzling. They're just time sinks and it's frustrating as fuck i was watching are, you do that and you were doing it wrong for so long too i was trying to do other things i was trying to get like the material and whatnot yeah, and then i was trying to you do got the material what i thought would make sense and then after that it's like okay i've got it i'm gonna move on with it and then you just start doing everything in the wrong order i i made one mistake that i could tell and i was like well now i have to redo four different things because i put this box in the wrong area and Aerith is where i want to sit this box so i had to redo like four different fucking things to, to solve this tiny little puzzle and each animation for the hand picking it up and then slowly moving and then slowly putting it down takes fucking forever and it was just frustrating it was never fun um the other big thing that's really been bothering me, although it's such a small thing, is I'm constantly being told to hold triangle to do things, and that, that, that ten, that's like three seconds that I have to hold this button. Why is it just not a push? There's no enemies around, there's no time pressure or anything, it's like, just this whole triangle for no reason? Why? That's just, just dumb. That's such a minor just complaint a to me because choice. it's such a big thing in game design at the moment, it's just like, Every game should do this. It shouldn't just be pointed at this game for no. Uh, but like, for the this is a remake, and it's supposed to be better. <laughs> like, why have they done this? There's, there's no whole it's, triangle bullshit. In it's the other not one. meant to be better. It's meant to be different. Ugh. Um. Well, I'm not a fan of it. Uh. For the, for that part. Um. And then the do other part that's bugging Ares me a little Aerith? bit. Sorry, uh, I say Aerith. Hmm. Um, the other part that's been bugging me for is it isn't again another small part, but. I think it's mostly because it was built for PS4, but there, there's constantly parts that I just have to like walk through or do something or open a door and all of these things just take forever. And you can tell they're loading zones for the PS4, but like this is to suppose it integrate one. Why not just remove that or make it faster or something? Yeah. I don't know. Like man. probably just a legacy thing of like, oh no, it used to be there. So it used yeah, to be there. Yeah, so could... it takes effort to take it out of the game, which like I understand, but like, if you're going to charge someone $125 for the exact same game with DLC that is like a couple of hours long, like, like do something, it's make a, it worth it. I think the DLC is meant to be like 10 plus. So it's a is decent... that worth $125? Fuck no. Is Considering you rebuy the game for this DLC. Like, no, Considering I bought the original for 
$199, and then I bought the DLC for $15. I'd say it was worth. Fucking hell, $115 for a video game. Fucking hell, man. If you yeah, wait four no years, it'll come to Game Pass. not paying a cent. Um, it's, um, I think it's coming to PlayStation now, according to a leak that I was reading the other it day. It is, yes, it's coming. So, like, I, I could have just not bought it at all, and here we are. <laughs> How much did you um, pay for it, out of curiosity? Uh, I, I didn't play it this whole time because I refused to, to pay that much money for it. So it was on sale for 50-something. Fucking um, so hell, I bought on it for sale that. for 50. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, I know. It's a Switch game, I'll tell you that much. So I bought that and then I play, I bought Final Fantasy X this, in the same transaction for like $10 or something. And I know which one I'm enjoying more. <laughs> yeah. Um, it does seem anyway, like that, that's my opinion Final Fantasy X more. Yeah. yeah. Well, out Final Fantasy X was honestly amazing. I'm out, out of 10 for Final Fantasy X or for 7? No, 7. Um, so far, I mean, you can't pat the dogs in the game, so that's kind oh, of a zero. I don't care, that's such an, it doesn't do anything, blah blah but blah. But Tifa's in the game, and that's an inherent 10 yeah. buff. T Tifa's in the game, so that's kind of a 10. Eros kind of cottage core vibes is also kind of a 10. Roche is in the game, which is kind of a 10. Um, I'm hearing so all the 10s. The, the combat really drags it down a lot, in my opinion. I, I don't, I, it's not, it's not my kind of game. I understand that a lot of people think it's fun, but it's not my kind of combat game. Um, so that, that drags it down quite a bit. The unnecessary story pass and just really feeling like they're dragging out the game so that they can make it three separate games so they can pay and make people pay like $400 total for this fucking game that was yeah, like right, yeah. $40 mm. on release 20 years ago. My God. Inflation, so that, but that's maybe. a bit frustrating. Huh? Inflation, but 40 years, 20 years ago, it was like a quadrillion dollars. Yeah, but it was back, still back, one back game. Back when Clark could afford a house. But that one game back then was still 30 hours long, and making a game like that is... It, but it was 30 hours of, like, back-to-back -back content. It wasn't 30 hours of, all right, now go pick some flowers, hold triangle some yeah. more. Yeah, you oh, don't have a lot more of that this world puzzle? building. You are Good right. boy. Like, yeah, oh. it's... You, like, I, like I'm trying to say, um, it, with uh, the way the game's done now, like... The, what you just said before about the hands, like even if you took out the hands, um, the hand mini game, that dungeon in uh Final Fantasy VII might as well not be classified as a dungeon. It was like one screen that takes two minutes to walk through. While yeah. in this, it's like a thirty-minute dungeon in thirty problem. minutes. It took me like an hour. It's it's a thirty-minute dungeon when you do it uh, correctly. <laughs> Well, I don't know, man. You have to do like the whole bandit introduction. You have like multiple cutscenes with Aerith. You have to sit in the park and talk about your feelings. Like it's more than half an hour. Bro, yeah, it um, sounds like a, a, a psychiatry session. I'm not paying money for that. Yeah. But yeah, so um, just the way yeah. that things get extended out, I understand why they're doing, doing it over multiple games because there's just so much to pack in. And on top of that, they want to expand the world of Final Fantasy VII as well because... Like, they do that chapter with Roche. He wasn't in the original game, and they do that entire chapter to flesh out Avalanche, because if they didn't do that, then there's nothing for Avalanche in the game. You don't really get to connect with those characters or anything. So I understand the concept of why it's free games over a long period of time, because just making a game like Final Fantasy VII again, but with current uh, gaming traditions, is... Nigh unfeasible. For, uh, I mean, first of all, I don't think that current necessarily equals better. It doesn't. Give me a pixel, pixel was, remaster. It, it doesn't, but that's what they wanted to do, and there's yeah. a very specific reason why they wanted to do that. And I don't, yeah. I don't think they need to cut it into three games and charge 125 dollars a piece. But anyway, 
Um, you reckon they'll do like a all three in one and charge like I mean, four thousand dollars to be three it. games? But like this they, was they like, will, the first, like they will four by hours the end of it, they'll game, do so. a triple pack. Yeah. Well, whether or not that's it, like three hundred dollars or not, I don't it'll know. It'll be like it'll be like five hundred dollars. They'll make like this big package for it that it's like all these extravagant things, and it's like Just get ridiculous. the entire trilogy on on a collection. Cannot wait for that. And that's five hundred US, by the way. It'll probably be like seven hundred here. It'll probably be um, on Game Pass for free. Game Pass Bros. V one. Meanwhile, the original Final Fantasy Seven was like fifty bucks. <laughs> Had the entire story. Oh man, I don't know. It's different, but they're doing they're doing something different. Anyway, yeah, I, I will say that graphically, this game is gorgeous. It looks great. The detail they've put into the world and to like everywhere that you go is excellent. It looks it looks great. Yeah, they they did an amazing job environmentally and graphically. Um, oh, the and the music is, top the notch. The game is so big because. Um, I don't think it's every building, but a good chunk of the um environment is unique assets. They they tried to minimize uh reusing uh big chunks of buildings as much as possible, and it environmentally it makes it makes it worth it. But also, Jesus Christ, it's a big game. Yeah, it's a big game. Um, the the music, as always in every Final Fantasy game, is absolutely excellent as well. So, yeah. That's about all I have to say for now. I'll, I'll tell you what I think when I finish it. Alrighty then. Thank you for that, Josh. Uh, finally on the docket, Sunbreak update. Uh, I spoke fairly extensively about this last week, so I won't rehash too much of what I went over. The, uh, the, so a couple of main things I want to talk about. Uh, I'm, I, <laughs> I might have been at the end game last week. I actually don't remember. <laughs> you were. It's all kind, kind you of definitely were. You you one hundred percent were you you mentioned okay, a, a type of monster okay. fight. You, you don't you, you you don't have to make it personal, Seth. All right, it's it's fine. Don't make me mute you. <laughs> don't make you mute me. There we go. Um. So oh no, uh, the content. <laughs> the content. So the the couple things that I I want to discuss. Um. The yeah. So I got I got a couple things to discuss. One the um feeling of growth through the end game of sunbreak and the afflicted monster quest and i'll hit the afflicted monster quest first because that's probably easier to talk about actually um i didn't touch it a huge amount when i spoke about this last week i've spent more time doing it this week because that's kind of where i'm at i finished a lot of the other content it's reasonably i'm going to say it's reasonably well balanced at least for the um first level afflicted quests i haven't done i have three unlocked i don't know if that's all of them i suspect it probably is but i'm going through them sequentially to unlock stuff as i go um they are reasonably fun but they 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 definitely shift up fights even with stuff that is generically in air quotes easy at master rank because things just hit way harder and actually since talking about this last week uh they had a patch i think um josh i think you noticed this before i did actually that they rebalanced the health and damage of uh was it a1 and a2 it was a1 and a2 yeah which i mean we we both had done uh some of that a1 quest and i was like man this boy has a lot of health yeah <laughs> so and, i think they've dropped then, them i think they have dropped them because since then i haven't felt like they've taken nearly as long and i've now gone through all yeah all except one a1 
Uh, and I feel like if the health was still high, it would it would feel a, like a lot more of a slog than it is. Um, so that's cool. The materials, I'm in two minds about the materials, honestly. I, uh, I appreciate that they are carves and therefore you can get, so you can't cap afflicted monsters. That, that's the first point. Uh, I appreciate that they are carves, but the problem is it then means that it's now luck based whether you get this special material from doing the special quest for this monster. And I don't know how I feel about that because I feel like I'm still incentivized to run Feather of Mastery, even though I'd rather not because Feather of Mastery locks you out of some really cool armor, armor combinations. And it mm. just puts you in a weird state because uh, if so, Feather of Mastery for context allows you to do an extra carve on every monster that you kill. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thank you for that context. Um, and, and it's a high rank piece. It should be mentioned as well. It's not a master rank piece. It's a piece that's been in the game since base Sunbreak. Um, but you're right. The, the ability to carve an extra time is really valuable. The problem is as soon as you make this material. So, uh, let, let's use Azeros as an example, right? Azeros is the first afflicted monster that you hunt. And the special material is afflicted bone, I think. I'm pretty sure it's afflicted yeah, bone. Yeah, it's bone. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can get that as a quest reward. Fine. 100% on board. I think that's as it should be. But you can also carve it. And so it means I don't want to farm Azeros inefficiently. I would rather use Feather of Mastery and hope that I get an extra one from a carve. I would almost, and I don't know, I don't quite know where I sit on this, but I think think I would rather it not be available as a carve, but be guaranteed at least one as a quest reward, because then um, gemming in something like Good Luck 3 is much better to fit around a Master Rank's uh, like armor set than it is to run a mostly Master Rank armor set and then Feather of Mastery. Uh, do, is it, do either of you have strong opinions on this? I, I really don't know where I sit on this. I'm I, kind of in two I do. <laughs> not really, I, to be honest. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I figured that was the case, Steve. I mean, I'm quite like every single one of my armor sets has Feather of Mastery. <laughs> I so never I'm knew definitely about Feather in the of Mastery of, like, until just this moment. Oh, oh. It, you have to do all the arena quests. Um, I don't know if you need a certain rank or not. Um, I think you did. I think you needed S rank in, in all the arena quests. No, um, it was just doing them. Just, just doing them? I think yeah. it might have, it was completing them with the, at the very least. Oh, oh, wait, no, no, what it was was you need to do every arena quest with every weapon. Yes, it was. Um, and so it didn't matter what yeah. rank you got, so long as you did that. Yeah, which, as long as you didn't actually time out and, or die. <laughs> which, I um, mean, a couple of times I did, because I did uh, a good chunk of it solo, and some of them are just a pain no, in the ass. No, we did it all together. No, no, I mean, I mean on Switch. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, because uh, I, I initially discovered it via online on Switch, did it solo, and then, you're right, you and I did it together on, on PC, and it is so much easier with the second person. Yeah, oh it really God. is. Yeah, um, especially is, because, is, uh, like, if one, like, if you're picking up a weapon that you don't necessarily know how to use, which I think happened a couple times with us, then the other person could just pick one of the weapons that they did know how to use and just blitz yeah. it. So yeah. it made it pretty easy. Because there's also, I think it's like a one cut limit, at least for a couple. Yeah, it's it's a one cut limit for all of them. Yeah, so it's it's not it's not the easiest thing to obtain, but you feel like you've done something pretty impressive when you get it, and that is expected because it's such a good armor piece and that it literally gives you an extra carb on everything. An extra carb on a tail is literally doubling the number of carbs you get on tail. Yeah, same as like bugs and other monsters like that. It's like double the carbs, it's huge. Um, so bugs, I, bugs, I, bugs. I feel very strongly of that I need to use it because especially, 
like late game don't care right because I, i'm going to be fighting a monster most of the time because i need a very specific part that i'm probably not going to carve anyway um it's just a matter of like just trying to get it right it's, yeah. it's re repetition but if i need every part from every monster like i am in the early to mid game at the moment then it's like why would i not take the extra part all the yeah. time yeah <laughs> Yeah. So it really that's, just that's, like that's... completely locks you out of the armor sets, like what you were saying, especially because the head is usually one that has a pretty unique uh, bit of pieces on it. So like the Feather and Mastery, for example, is only a head piece. And then some of the early game sets are like Capture Master was only on the head for a little while. And then there's a couple of other ones that are head only, including like the bow charge up yep. and a couple of others. And, and, and on top of that, too, it's not just that it's only on the head piece. It's that that's the only skill and there are no slots. Yeah, it's, it's like, the only skill, you, there are no slots, and this is the only way that you can get this onto your armor. Exactly, so, yeah. Feather of Mastery is the only way to get Carving Master onto your set. Which is, um, like, you know, when, when Patrick and I were discussing it earlier, it was like, well, surely that we just have to do the arena quest in, in Sunbreak, right? And we'll just get an upgraded version. Nope. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that, that's based on looking around online, because I don't know if I can be bothered committing to doing all of the arena quests, but... I'm going uh, to doing the arena quest, but whether I want to do them on every on every weapon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, know. exactly. Yeah, get, getting getting the coins for an armor set, which which is in the game, um, fine. And apparently, it's it's a fine armor set. It, you know, not stellar, but you know, good enough. Uh, fine, but not nothing like feather of mastery or that stuff. So yeah, so that that, that that's one side. The the other side that I want to touch on briefly, um, the progression. So when I finished uh, Sunbreak, so actually yeah so so outside of when i finished it so the story finishes you in sunbreak at like master rank six i think six or seven ish as i said it's been a while but pretty pretty low and so then you have a series of tiered uh unlocks one at uh i think it i think it was 20 30 50 or something thereabouts there's there's about three gates and what's what has been good about it is that um, 20, 30, 50, or whichever the actual gates were, felt like you achieved relatively easily just doing completionist activities in Sunbreak. So I, through the course of helping, you know, you two plus uh, a couple other friends of ours through bits of Sunbreak. Helping um, me, man. We were, we were neck and neck for a little while until you went overboard. <laughs> <laughs> so I went off the deep end. But, um, but yeah, so, so, that um mostly helping other people slash repeating quests i didn't have to worry too much about hitting let's say master rank 50 master rank 50 is a reasonable milestone because that's the only time that you get um a particular monster unlocked and then you can go and fight it and and that's all cool uh, and this all takes place after the story so you've already fought the big bad the story monster and so this is kind of the the post game of the dlc uh and so 50 uh was not too much of a struggle to hit because I had a whole bunch of stuff to do. I'd already repeated a bunch of stuff helping other people. It was fine. The problem was once you hit 50, the next one is 75. And at that point, I had a uh, follow a quest to continue with. And that was good. And that got me to towards 75 and a couple other, I'll just do this for the completionist check mark on the quest list. But it started to become a struggle. I've now done 75. 75 is a bitch. <laughs> 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 to, to unlock um finally got that uh feeling pretty proud of myself for doing it solo because i still don't think it's balanced to do anything solo in sunbreak no um, me either but 
I'm now at the stage where my next thing is master rank 100 and it's starting to become a slog because I am, there is still stuff that I can do to market off my quest list, but there's nothing that I actively need to go out and seek other than the afflicted monster quest to do for completion. And even if I do those, each one gives roughly, like really roughly, one master rank per level, uh, per quest. And even then it's slightly under one master rank per level, roundabouts. It's so, honestly still not too bad like, when you think about it. No, but to do, um, to do afflicted quests two and three, uh, let's say is 15, 15 to 20 ranks, right? So that would be uh, 90 to 95. Probably all right, but it's, you're, you're no longer getting the same speed as you did early on when you're just kind of powering through the story and powering through early post-game. And now that you're in late post-game, uh, there is stuff that I haven't unlocked yet, and I suspect I will unlock it when I hit Master Rank 100. I understand why it's at that tier, because otherwise I'll have finished everything and then there'll be nothing left to do. But it's, it's just starting to kick in that it's taking a bit longer now than it did before to get to the next milestone. And it's, it's, it's starting to weigh on me a little bit because now I need to find new things to do, which luckily is the afflicted quests, that I haven't done yet to keep that motivation going. So that I'm not, I'm not 100% on board with because I really liked the, the constant progression and feedback loop of, um, you know, you get to master rank four, you get to master rank five, you get to master rank six, and you just get this whole breadth of stuff that you've unlocked. Master rank 100, well, master rank 50, 75, and 100 is one monster each. And I, I, I think I know what's at master rank 100. I'm 99% I'm sure I already know what it is. But, I think I know what it is too. <laughs> but it's one monster. It's not a set of things. You know what I mean? It's not I'm like you can now do a bunch of counterbalance stuff. you while you're going you on about won. this for a sec. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm, I'm done. That, 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 that's, that, that's the final point. Okay, cool. I, I, I wanted to stop you before you, you moved on a little bit further. Um, so I want to point out that you are very deep in this game, <laughs> the, the release window, and there are patches every month, <laughs> including two new variants coming in the, in the, what, the next two weeks and a bit, uh, two and a bit weeks. Um, Seething Bezel Geese and Lucent Naga Cougar, I think it was. I think so. Um, so yeah. those two monsters are probably in the midst of the 75 to 100 area um, that probably break it up a little bit more. So I think I agree with you, but I also think it's a problem of kind of your own doing <laughs> by enjoying the game too much. <laughs> and that's and and that's totally fair enough. I'm a massive monster hunter nerd, and you're right. It is my own doing it's, that I'm this far into it. It's also but... partially because you had COVID and had nothing else to do except play the game for so long. Okay. True. Well, again, still feels personal. Thank you for the first thing that you've contributed <laughs> to the conversation. Seth. I just, I just wanted to point that out that, as like, an attack. I'm sorry By that I'm not that... high enough of a master rank level to contribute. <laughs> yeah. See, that, that, that's the thing, right? Like, by the time Seth gets to this point, there might be two or you know, or at least one update out by then. So you know that that may break up that grind a little bit more and gives you another armor set that you can collect, and that's you know another couple of fights on that monster. Yeah. Um, at least. I, so. I. I th so, so what, what would save it for me, which I don't think is going to happen, but what would save it for me is that uh, afflicted monsters work a lot like frenzied monsters in the postgame for four. And so that was, that was good and in some ways better because you had to get to a certain point to unlock the highest tier of uh, afflicted monsters. And at that point you were done. 
And the reason why that was good is because at that point you had everything unlocked and you could see what it was that you wanted to work towards and you could just do it. The problem is the frenzied monster rewards would let you do a whole bunch of things, including different like augments to gear and things. Whereas this is specifically, you get to fight one new monster and unlock, I'm assuming either one new armor set, which I hope it's at least one new armor set and the final upgrade for some of the weapons. Mm. I don't think that's enough as this big final, like I think a hundred is the, is the last milestone. I'd be very surprised if there was one past that. And yeah, I just, I, 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 I want it to be a finale. You know what I mean? And it feels like this is just a milestone. It's just this milestone feels way further in the distance than other milestones. And I want it to be special. I guess, I guess that's the whole complaint, but yeah, that's no, you might unlock like several more ranks of uh, afflicted monsters. Like, I, I don't know. It's possible. I, I, I don't believe that I will. I think I've unlocked most of them already. Or if I do unlock more at a hundred, it would be one rank more and it'd be a handful, but you might be right. I don't know. I'm, I'm saying all this as speculation, but just the, the amount of effort required to get to the next milestone is now much more than the amount of effort required to get to any previous milestone in Sunbreak. And that is that is the nature as numbers go up. There. It is, but 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 it, but it's hard to swallow when I think of other games. The last rank is kind of a finale, and this is the last thing you do. This feels just like a milestone that's just further in the future. Mm. Uh, that's all I have to say about Sunbreak. Um, Josh, you weren't here last week. What are your quick thoughts on it? I mean, it's literally just more Monster Hunter, so ten out of ten. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> that's perfect. That's literally nice. all I need to say. Nice um, there is one thing I want to point out very quickly. Um, I was Googling just while you were talking about the afflicted monster parts because I hadn't, I hadn't looked it up. Um, apparently, for the first couple of hunts in the day, you are guaranteed to drop at least uh, two to three items total over, the, over like a couple of quests for the afflicted monster parts. Um, and then it's a 20% chance to carve and a 20% chance on a break. Um, so if you were doing the afflicted monster part, like, you know, a couple of hunts a day, you're, you're guaranteed that. Which makes it a little bit better, but not much better. Mm. I, I still, there's still a part of me that thinks like the, like the break, the break is good. I like the break and I like getting it as a quest reward. I'm just, I just, I don't know how to feel about it being carvable when you now have on the table, do you pick a set that is more fun or changes up how you hunt monsters in general? Or do you just farm? <laughs> farm okay, with better I, mastery. Okay, I'm, I'm having some input. So what are they actually afflicted by? Are they, like, um, afflicted with, like, Ligma or uh, Sorkon? Kind of spoilers, but <laughs> no, Ligma, Ligma works. Uh. They're, 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 fict- they're, they're affected by the Morbius sweep. Oh, they're right. <laughs> they're actually more accurate in terms of the game than I'd like to admit. Okay, yeah, well, if, just... it's a spoil- if it's a spoiler thing and they've got, like, um, if, uh, Monster Hunter COVID, then that's fine. It's, I'm, it's, it's I'm just on the cusp actually. of unlocking them in story myself, but I already know what the direction is because they <laughs> they literally it's show them and, it, and someone's like, oh god, these things kill people. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the entire point of Malzino. Isn't the entire point they're literally monsters and that's why you gotta hunt them because he's gonna eat you? No, 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 these oh, new no, things. No, 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 we're researching things. them. Oh, okay, look, look, look okay, look, you're- I'm, I'll play it eventually. I'm 99% sure there's a wailing joke in there somewhere, Josh. <laughs> Maybe. I didn't get it. Um, look, I'll play it eventually, and then I can talk to you all in three years' time when it comes to Game Pass. Love it. Sounds um, good. Sounds good. Yes, we will still be doing this in four years. Lovely listeners. <laughs> Can't wait. Forever. Every week. <laughs>
And we'll Josh, isn't, oh, Josh, isn't, paid. Josh isn't allowed to end the podcast for at least three years. Sure. <laughs> Jesus. You heard it here first, fellas. Hey, Chris um, Cream, start sponsoring us now if you've got longevity. <laughs> Um, one one thing I, I do want to say actually, because I don't know if you touched on it last week, but the invisible um, walls, the, oh, the invisible walls are so frustrating. But we don't need to get into that. Um, I, I just want to mention very quickly that the variants they've added are very cool, very very cool. I, I like don't all know of them. That we went a huge amount of in in detail on the variants. Uh, uh, probably not because we, we were probably still unlocking briefly. them. Yeah. Um, but they are they are very very cool. Um, and if you hadn't got to them, I don't want to spoil some of them because some of them are just like, okay, I wasn't expecting that. But all of them feel pretty unique, except for maybe Ragnarokadaki until you fight them, and then you're like, holy shit, okay, this is very different to regular Ragnarokadaki. I honestly feel like the variance for Rakna is easier than the vanilla Rakna I on Master Rank. I very strongly disagree. <laughs> it's weird. I I I I'm actually right between you two. I think some of its moves are much easier because it so. For me, Ragnarokadaki. Um, Ragnarokadaki is cake. The variant, he, he fucked me up. I don't know. Ragnarokadaki, yeah, but... like, it it improved its um its fire abilities, and now it can like just kind of swing itself everywhere and throw out more spiders that also pull things everywhere or yeah. set things on fire. It's like it's it's a much bigger jump from what it was in high rank. Um, yeah. And I, I don't feel I like the that. I yeah I don't feel like the variance does as much as vanilla Rakna does. So I don't of, know, man. <laughs> of of the times that I've died, I've died a lot to Rakna Kadaki's upgraded flamethrower. I've died, uh, less so, but still a few times to uh variant Rakna Kadaki just charging at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know swings and roundabouts really. <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, anyway, they're all very cool. So if you look look forward to them, if you haven't already, because it's good post game content. Yep, and I know that I I don't know if this is in the news docket. Really should have checked this first, but uh, three million. Uh, Yay! I know that we yeah. celebrated. We celebrated two million last week. So to hit three million now is is awesome. It's, it's can't so believe cool. we we helped Monster Hunter Rise sell one million copies. We did it, fellas. We did. We did. <laughs> Can we get a Monster we, Hunter shaped Krispy Kreme from both everyone, Capcom and Krispy Kreme? Could you imagine? Everyone bought four copies, right? Yeah. So Krispy yeah. Kreme will Krispy Kreme will partner console. with Capcom. No, Krispy Kreme will partner with Capcom, and then Krispy um, Kreme will have to change the the letters to C because you can't use three K, so it'll be the triple C. <laughs> Where's the extra K coming from? Monster Capcom. Hunter is M H. Krispy Kreme Capcom, right, big fella? Oh, Capcom, right. It can be K K X C. Krispy Kreme Capcom. You don't pronounce the X. Like Hunter X Hunter. <laughs> or Spy X god Family. Damn it. Oh, you, you had me until you said Hunter X Hunter, and I was like, oh my god. Oh. That is how I pronounce it unironically, but. Hunter Hunter is an excellent anime. Also, Hunter X. Watch. What's the X in the middle, but? It's, it's Hunter Times Hunter. So it's Hunter Squared. <laughs> Hunter Squared. Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're getting a bit off topic. Uh, we're talking about anime. Josh. Get a hug. This is now the anime podcast. Just right. to be illegal. Josh, out of 10. At a 10, I mean, it's a 10, it's Monster Hunter. Yeah, cool, just checking. Uh, Seth, any update to your rating? Um, no, I, what, did, what did I say it was last week? A, um, a 9 oh, or a 10? I'm not you. Well, Ashley. I, I fought Malzino. Mm. Malzino is absolutely great. I love its, uh, its Sonic dash that it has. Uh, yeah, yeah still, still a 10. move that that is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's you, awesome. You, you see I like it. that it has its own bass drop built in. <laughs> the idea that any, ins- like, 
like if, if any insect did that just like while being near me i would fucking scream and run in the other direction it, it literally <laughs> teleports behind you and stabs you with its tail through <laughs> just the omeawa motion directions. yeah 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 um I, I actually I, I'm gonna change my my rating slightly. So I'm gonna give a nine point five because I want to be able to select multi mission uh, multiplayer missions from the fucking board. Why did they remove that functionality? Zero, yeah, that, zero out of ten for that part. Similar rating to me. I gave it a nine point five because fuck invisible walls. <laughs> yeah, also also true. But that that only is true for the most part inside the new hub, which is like yeah. why limit it here? But anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, and and we touched on that last week. Anyway, yeah, that that's the summary chat done. And with that, that brings us to the end of Round of Lounge for this week. Thank you to everyone for those contributions. That means we get to move on to part two for this week, which is, of course, the news. And whoop, what's that? After Steve's absolute fuck up last week, we're going to go through last week's news first and then this week's news second. Uh, and kicking off last week's news, the Game of the Year just got Gamer of the Year. Seth, resident Gamer of the Year enjoyer, tell us about it. Yeah, so Stranger God, of Paradise. God, I hate that sentence so much. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's fucking so fucking spaghetti sandwich. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> In less than a week, um, uh, the first DLC for Stranger of Paradise is coming out where it's uh, highlighting that you'll be fighting the Warrior of Light and Bahamut in this DLC. Um, Sorry to hear that. Very, very <laughs> extremely, <laughs> very extremely fun and exciting fights. Um, I'm still looking forward to when the Gilgamesh DLC is coming out. But a fun fact for um for this, and I'm glad I'm getting to bring it up this week because this is going to be news to Josh. Um, when they made the uh website, the uh the they didn't um do the trailer right away when the um when the trailer went uh, when the website went live, it didn't link directly to the trailer. Instead, they had the placeholder of um Rick Astley's never going to give you up on the web page. Right, that's pretty funny. I'll give it that. Unfathomably based. Yeah, like, like, I don't like the game. I don't like anything it stands for, but all, all right, I'll give it this. <laughs> I, just, um, I, I just do want to point out in this article um, that you linked for Gamatsu, the absolutely fucking horrible dog shit way they've worded this. Hey, if you've purchased the Stranger of Paradise Origin Seasons Pass, you will be able to receive this DLC in the Seasons Pass at no additional charge. No fucking shit, Sherlock. Yeah. That's what the season pass does. Yeah, that's what the season pass does. You paid for the DLC. You no additional the charge, DLC my even. god. It's like they're presuming that everyone will buy it, like Patrick's to a Borderlands DLC, and I'm just like, man, <laughs> I'm not about it. I did. 100% got the season pass. Fantastic game, cannot wait for more of it to come through. I should also I really mention Patrick quickly, since, um, since last week is gone, um, with this uh, DLC, they're also introducing new weapons, um, accessory slots to vary up builds even more than they were before, and uh, new classes. So a lot of exciting things are coming with the DLC. That's good. Can't, can't wait to not play it. There's some exciting stuff coming to the Tiny Tina's DLC. Uh, is it, is it more past. chaos content? Is it actually well, a game? I, well, I, actually, they, they haven't released any DLC yet. It's just been shitty chaos skins, but uh, we're, we're looking forward to the, the first <laughs> so much DLC. Worse. Which uh, will be a new character, so that'll be sick. I discussed it a couple weeks ago, so I'm not going to rehash it. But uh, yeah, fuck you, Josh. Anyway, next. Right, uh, so one chat, out of four. How's that I'm tasting? On <laughs> the delicious list is um, Bandai Namco and Ilka combining to form Bandai Namco Aces, which is awesome and yet somehow slightly confusing because I assumed this had already happened. It did happen last week. 
Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> got him. I, I don't understand where they got the aces from, to be honest. Because ace combat. Oh my god. Like, I, I can say, okay, I know there's ace combat, but surely they're not going to be only working as a studio together on ace combat. We're finding name yourself ace, after it. We're getting um, ace combat crossed with uh, the Naruto Ultimate Ninja series crossed with uh, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. It's it's um it's Ace Combat, but also because they're saying like um, uh, the word Ace is like top like, uh, top, top of the notch. line, the best, excellent things like that, and naming that team Bandai Namco Aces is like they want you to put that picture of they're the top of the line in um in your head, and to expect great things from them, which is funny because Ilka's last game, uh, the Shining. Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond, was it? Or did I get those That's backwards? Okay, uh, cool. Shining Diamond, yeah. Brilliant... No, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Yeah, Brilliant those, Diamond, those Shining ones. Pearl, yeah. Um, they, they were not top-of-the-line remakes for the Pokemon games. I'm just looking for the Chibi Art style for okay. Ace Combat. Oh, God, <laughs> no, please, no. Could you Chibi JPEG that? Dog. That would be horrible. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Chippy JPEG Dog, that's all I need. It's like a hurricane that's like the size of my palm flying down trying to take like a BF-109 down, and you're like... Why is this chippy? Like, well, I, World I War just, II does, I, does not deserve this. <laughs> I, I love the idea that all of the cockpits, like, the, 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 like, vertical height of all the cockpits just, like, tripled because of the size of the heads. <laughs> okay, that'd be pretty funny, actually. <laughs> it just looked like a, like a bath toy that you would give to a toddler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited because I'm a, I'm a fan of the X-Combat series, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. All right. Uh, Steve. A, a, a question for you. Uh, oh, in, here it comes. Here it comes. Uh, yeah. So, so, uh, were you were you as as big a fan of the original Sly trilogy as 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 I was? Uh, I'll be PS2. honest, you big fella. My parents loved me as a child, so I was never given a PlayStation Two. That sounds like the opposite of love. Holy shit! No, that is a Josh take if I've ever heard one. What the heck? I got PS Two was like the greatest console. I got the Xbox huge and brute force. Oh god! Imagine having the original Xbox with its horrible control. <laughs> Can't, yeah. Couldn't be me. It was the black and at white. It, at least you had Jet Set Radio Future, right? Oh yes, I played that uh, so many times. Okay, you are forgiven. Yeah. I think I had that on a double disc with that, and I think it was like Grand Turismo Three or something. I'm trying um, to make the base. point, Steve. Yeah. Shut up. Anyway, but then I um I dropped Grand Turismo Three. How did you have Grand Turismo Three on the Xbox? Oh no, not Grand Turismo. Um, Forza. Forza. Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. uh, it, it was some car racing game and Jet Set Radio Future on the same disc. Then I lent it to a friend. I um, mean, he gave it back to me, and it was like scratched beyond belief, and I wouldn't play it. Wait, 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 sorry, do, do you get, is, is is that coming through my mic? It's, it's the sound of me not talking. Shut up! <laughs> I uh, knew I fucking knew it. <laughs> take it. Take me in. The podcast is better than I'm joking, please don't leave. That was You gave it just long enough that I began to doubt it if it was actually a production issue or not. <laughs> Josh, ah. did, did, did you enjoy the Sly Cooper trilogy as much as uh, other based PS2 enjoyers like myself did? It, you asking me now? Yeah, he, he, he just, said, just Josh. said Josh. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear the Josh part. Um, I was too busy seething. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, they, they were good games. Like, they weren't, they weren't the best of their of their type but they were very good would you consider the fourth game a bit of a sucker punch to the series i think i played the fourth game is it a new one? Oh it was a ps3 game God. so no you wouldn't have no i wouldn't have then no 
Oh, got him. It's, it's it's so hard to do this fucking joke. I can't. I can't. I can't. All right. I'm I'm done. I'm done. Fucking this, sucker punch this- confirmed. Sly Cooper isn't being worked on. Fuck all of you guys. There's no fun segue in there anymore. It is fun the fourth time punch. that joke jo- uh, has failed on you. The test audiences loved it. All right. <laughs> Test audiences. Patrick, just me and my crispy cream. If only you had asked me if I enjoyed the Sly Cooper games as much as you did, because I did enjoy all four of those games. <laughs> Can't wait for Steve's hard drive to be full again, so we can run this again next week, and I'll finally get it right. <laughs> Fuck me. Good. Along with that Imagine bit. asking me, who never had the PS3, if I enjoyed a PS3 game. <laughs> Along with no Sly Cooper games, they also came out and said there's no infamous games, which hurts me on an even deeper level than the Sly Cooper oh, that, one. That, that fills me with such satisfaction. Okay, now uh, that's I'm, the sucker punch. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of sad about Sly because they were kind of cool looking games, but the amount of people that simped so hard for Infamous throughout all of my time in high school, I just nah, I couldn't stand L- it. Literally it just, just me, me and off. one of uh, like. I wouldn't even say mutual friends, just one whoa, of my whoa, friends whoa, that was around hang on, you. Hang on, we've said a lot of outlandish. We've said a lot of outlandish things on this podcast. I'm not going to sit here and listen to the fact that you guys are pretending that Josh had friends in high school. I'm not going to sit here and listen to that. <laughs> I, I, that's why I said it wasn't even a mutual friend. It was just one of my friends that Josh also happened to know. <laughs> so Josh just started talking in the classroom, and you're like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> No, it was like it was like me and a group of like two or three other people that really loved the infamous games back in high school. It was pretty but infamous. Even, game even my dad like simped for them for some fucking reason, and like the idea They're that there's games. not going to be another one, hilarious to me. If infamous one is very very good, but also very rough. Um, it looks ugly as fuck by today's standards, and even by PS3 standards, it was ugly as fuck. Um. But Infamous 2 is probably one of the best games on PS3 for me. True. And yeah, not- Festival of Blood. Festival of Blood was also very good. Festival of Blood is a lot of fun too, yes. That that was the original Morbin time. True. Um, <laughs> the yeah, original sad, sad Morbin news time. that Sucker Punch uh, is confirming that not like not it's not even just that they aren't working any on anything, it's that nothing with those IPs is currently being worked on. Which all they had to do was just shut the fuck up and let the rumor mill continue to turn. Instead, they're like, no, we will make everyone mad. Uh, the, yeah. the small, small, small light in the tunnel is that they're going to continue keeping the um, infamous two uh, user-generated content servers up for a little while longer. They, they said they will have to sunset them eventually, but they're trying to keep it alive as long as possible for people. And the uh, DLC that was it for Infamous Second Sons uh, Collector's Edition that never released on its own. They're working to um uh, put that out on PS at uh, the PlayStation Store so people can have access to that. Okay. Uh, Nate. Next up on last week's news, uh, Lollipop Chainsaw getting a remake in 2023, which we already knew, but uh, now it's hard confirmed. Hard yeah. confirmed, eh? Very hard. Confirmed. Just like a lot of people watching the trailer. <laughs> Josh, she's underage. It wasn't me. Mm. Have you not seen um, Jessica Negri getting kicked out of conventions? Yes, Negri bros, we're going home. We're going home. It took us fifteen years, but we're making it. So <laughs> really, been fifteen years. Oh my god, fourteen years. Fifteen by the time the game comes out. That's that's wild. Honestly, I remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah, man, I had to dig the poster up from the. 
crusty folds of the bed, eh? Hey, big fella, hey? That's that. that was never me. Sorry, I need to break it to you. I can't okay. wait for this to come out when you run for public office in 10 years, Steve. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they also talked a little bit more about it this week, and um, they they wanted to re-clarify some points that they made last week, so let, let's just skip over what they said last week and go to this week's news. Um, they've uh, said that they're working to... um uh, that. They don't have the license for about 16 songs that were in the original game and they're working to do replacements for them. Um, I still stand by uh, my original opinion that they need to keep, they need to get Lollipop and uh, Hey Mickey um, into the soundtrack. Was Hey Mickey in the game? That's amazing. That would be such a good segment to, to watch. This man is so excited for this game and it sounds like he's never played the original because Hey Mickey played every time you turned on your devil trigger. I, I haven't played it. It just looks really fun. This dude. And I don't think, I don't remember why I didn't play it. I don't think I was able to buy it, to be honest. I think I was too young. It no, wasn't, been, we would have been it wasn't an MA before. game. It wasn't an MA game, but in 2009, I would have been like 13, probably. Wait, no, I don't know how old I would have been. Look, doesn't been matter, it's coming 16. out, being remade. Play it now. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, they uh, they also re-clarified their point that uh, in last week they said they were going for, like, more realistic graphics um, or art style. They they reiterated that they want to keep it like the original. They're just trying to make it polished for today's standards. And uh, they also uh, iterated that they're trying to make sure that they don't have to censor anything from the original game. Do you think this is drumming up more or less hype for Chainsaw Man? I read the first chapter today. It's so good. Chainsaw Man <laughs> Part Two, so fucking good so already. So good. Um, I can't yeah, wait for that anime. I I will dread the day when the Makama Sims come out even harder than before. God, I hate it so <laughs> All much. All right, let's move on to the next Thanks. news. <laughs> Steve, Steve and I will stand here against the Makama Sims. I just hate it so fucking much. Anyway, next news news item. Cool. Well, next news item. Valkyrie uh, Elysium launching on Valkyrie. Or oh. Valkyrie? Fuck it. You know what? Read it. Read it, Josh. Valkyrie Elysium. Read the rest of it. I'm <laughs> no, no, working on it. We'll, we'll launch for PS5 and PlayStation 4 on September 29, followed by a PC release on Steam on November 11th. And Square Enix is obviously working on it. So, yeah. Thoughts? And the PlayStation yeah, you, you, you consoles. Hear that? You hear that? That that lack of appreciation. That that lack of that 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 lack of depth you've given to the to the headline because you know someone unqualified read it out. Anyone, Patrick, anyone Patrick, else Patrick, that Patrick, vibe? Patrick. He also missed a point. Uh, on the PlayStation versions, if you uh, you can also get Valkyrie Profile Lenef on the same day. That's which, further down the article. <laughs> which will be um. At, uh, it, you'll, it'll either be included in the deluxe edition of uh, Elysium, or you can buy it separately if you don't want to get Elysium. I'll be honest so with you, fellas. Like the second one or something? It's the first one. The first one. I'll be quite honest with you, fellas, for the third time. Um, I'm, I'm asleep, <laughs> and it's not because of Josh's um, way of reading it. I sleep for this. Don't you hate it when the fucking toddler in the room has to tell you that they're going to sleep three times before they just fucking do it? <laughs> no, guys, you aren't paying attention to me. I'll, I'll leave. <laughs> You're welcome. You ask my opinion, you're getting it. If you don't like it, you can I start your own podcast. I don't remember asking. <laughs> oh. I, um, Didn't, don't care, didn't ask, go to sleep. 
I am. <laughs> this article, it, Valkyrie Elysium, is put me to sleep. Uh, so it, it genuinely looks like a lot of fun. I, 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 before I knew anything about this, I think I even linked it in the, the podcast chat we have when I was like, this looks awesome. We like, talked this about this so months fun. ago as well. And you, I, you didn't, I didn't even remember. I might it. not have been there. But I, I think it looks really good. I watched the trailer <laughs> for it when it popped up on Steam. Like, hey, Actually, you should look at this. He does have like a 50-50% chance of yeah, being there or not. That, that's the problem. He, he can say that about any episode and we don't know I if can. he's right. <laughs> it's okay. all coming together. I, I don't like that he has this power. <laughs> it's the only power I have. Look, <laughs> I just got told I didn't have friends in high school. You got to give me some. <laughs> got him. Well, is it true? I, I will neither confirm nor deny these rumors. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for Elysium. Uh and also getting the original original game's PSP remake on um uh, modern consoles is uh, pretty great. A little bummed that the remake isn't coming out on PC as well. Maybe that'll happen down the line. But I think this is just coming to PS4 and PS5 because they just put out that PSP emulator. Cool. Alright. Well, next up on the list, uh Sony apparently got so sick of everyone asking where where God of War Ragnarok that they decided, fuck it, let's just launch it November 9th. And everyone went, yay. I and everyone went happily ever after. Yeah, so people Ares didn't the deserve God of that, War. <laughs> people didn't deserve that sweet sense of satisfaction because they've been hounding like the development team. Not even like Sony as a corporation. They were literally hounding people that were making the game or producers on the game uh, and just being real assholes about this. Because it's, they um, Santa Monica, yeah, Santa Monica Studio, yeah, yeah, um, because it was just rumored that the announced date was going to happen, or there'll be a state of play going to happen at the end of June, and it didn't. So people got all up in arms about it and just started harassing everyone until Sony finally said, "Fuck you! Here's the release date. Here's everything that's going to release on the release date." Now Isn't give it great us money. The same people that the same people that hound studios for updates on this. The same people that cry the loudest when a game comes out unfinished. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Ragnarok. I'm just saying there's a surprisingly large overlap there. I I think it's a hundred percent overlap. Hmm. Anyway, I'm excited. I I hope that this is Sony's choice and not just knee jerk response. But they did say that they were targeting 2022, which they did. After, yes. Um. All of the. State of plays and other various totally not E3 conferences. It, uh, it was meant seen. to be early this year as well, but it got pushed back quite a bit. Yeah. Mostly because yeah. of COVID happening and it pushed back like their entire release schedule. Because Horizon was meant to come out at the end of last year and got pushed into March this year. And <laughs> got pushed into Elden Ring, you mean? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> got him. Horizon has bad release schedules. The first one released a week out from Breath of the Wild. So fucking funny to me. I can't wait for number three so we get another really good game to overshadow it. <laughs> and they still sell millions somehow. <laughs> I don't know, man. People are like two bros where you at. Yeah, I think Horizon 1 sold like three million at least. It's kind of mm. nuts. Anyway, um, to, to repeat my Josh take from last week, I'm not that excited because I wasn't a huge fan of 2018. I, I don't think it's the worst God of War. Because it's a year of the, the, the edition of God of War. <laughs> but it's, it's no, it like... Just mean, it just means like Ares in 2018. Not, I, not, I not prefer God of War 2 and 3 miles over 2018's God of War yes. game. But I, I, I would agree. I, w I will That's still play Ragnarok. That's just because of the Devil May Cry combat system. <laughs> yes. 
I don't even think that was it. Like, I, I never liked Devil Maker or anything, but God of War was fun just because I got to, like, rip things apart in stupid, ridiculous ways. It was just fun. You still can in 2018, but it's more subdued than it was in those games. Yeah, I'm not, like, literally but- climbing whatever I'm about to tear apart with my, with my um, dagger things. Yeah, the, Games of Olympus was a great game. The the God of War discussion can happen another time because I have a lot of thoughts about that, but I'll still play Ragnarok anyway. I'll finish out the story. Um, and will you play yeah, it when I'll, it comes out though? Like, will you play it for like twenty dollars, or it, will you play it? Depends. It, it depends it's because an anime every game. single it's worth God 35. of War. I I think my brother will buy God of War, which means I will do what I've done with literally every God of War game and just borrow his copy. Okay, that's all right. Wow. I'll play on as long as you're not playing for it on release. <laughs> playing for <laughs> well, $125 I can tell you I'm not, being, I'm not doing that I'll wait till it comes to PlayStation Now or whatever the fuck it's called the question is if if, if we've gone God of God of War 1 to God of War Ragnarok is the next God of War going to be God of War Love and Thunder I, I didn't get that reference it, it's the it's the four subtitles I still don't get it the four movies Look, oh I thought oh, fuck uh, okay. whatever I, the, I'm, the I'm sorry I thought it was going to be some kind of mythology Shouldn't it be the Dark World? We we skipped the God of War to Dark World. <laughs> that 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 was the one that came out during COVID. <laughs> um, before we move on from this topic, let's let's just quickly dig in on how stupid it is to have a collector's edition that gives you a digital game and no CD. Oh, it gives gosh. you a steelbook oh, case, but still so no dumb. CD for the game. Yeah. Why do they that. give you a steelbook case and no disc? No, so what I, the fuck? I had a bit, a bit of a think about this, um, and after reading and a couple of- you realized it was stupid, yeah. No, after go? reading a couple of uh, negative IQ points, um, comments on social media, I think I can understand why. It's for people that have, like, the discless PS5 that's still in the collector's edition, like, they're not, like, they, they can actually play Yeah, but they can game. just not put the disc no, in. No, no, no <laughs> but, but, but it's, it's, so, I, Steve, I, I'd agree with you if this was a new thing for PS5s, but it's not. So many collector's editions have come without the game. Previously. Oh really? Oh shit! I don't get collector's editions anymore because I'm so sick of being burned. And if you wait for five <laughs> I, years, I, everything comes to Game Pass. I I don't it's either. True. Literally because the collector's edition forces me to pay more money to just buy the game. <laughs> yeah, we'll but talk about like, the collector's editions again later. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't really. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Blah 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 blah. Moving on. But, but yeah, no, I I think, I think at that stupid. point. It shouldn't just it, it just shouldn't come with the case. Why I think bother? at the very least it should come with a physical disc, even if it's just a disc a that's empty of your with... favorite songs. No, no, no. I mean that'd be cool, but <laughs> like, and I, even if it's just a disc with a picture on it that would look the same as the disc would, um, maybe with like a, a black underside or something, so you could tell it apart from like a real disc. Um, that that would be fine, even. But they've Man, done I nothing. There's not PS even a cardboard print. Had the black undersides. Yeah, that was dope. And then the PS2 discs had the blue undersides. Blue? Yeah. Yeah, yeah those yeah. were so good. I don't, I don't know, know what the PS3 had if it had anyone. PS3 blue was just ray. standard silver. Oh, the reflective, yeah. No fucking clue. Alright, do you want to dunk on for spoken now? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, speaking of no fucking clue. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, God of War coming out in November made Square Enix very scared, and they said, okay, we're no longer releasing for spoken this year. We're going to push it back to January. See, I Disclaimer, know, I, Sony I, may I, not have been so scared. <laughs> I still feel like they decided to push back Forspoken because it looked like a barren fucking wasteland of a game. No, they, they literally said it's a result of them talking with their key partners and moving, strategically moving it to a better release date. 
<laughs> they were literally scared of everything releasing in the holiday season. They moved it out of the year. I'm, I'm Which really means it's nervous. a bad game and doesn't hold up. 10 out of 10. I'm, I'm, I'm really nervous that the last guy that's playing Babylon's Fall is going to have to choose whether to be the last guy playing Babylon's Fall or the last guy playing Forspoken. Why not both? <laughs> have two consoles running at all times just to be the last player <laughs> left in both was, of these games. Launch, it, launch uh, Babylon's Fall through Steam and then launch uh, Forspoken through the Epic Game Store. Well, if he, if he also happens to get Bell and Wonderworld somehow, then he has the Unholy Trinity. God. I almost, I almost gifted Josh a physical copy of Bell and Wonderworld. He's lucky that they were out of stock. Just wild to me that that many people bought them. But anyway, I think it's less that many people bought it, and they, it more they had that few discs. I, I, I really enjoy your phrasing there. Josh is the one that was unlucky to not receive it. Yet we're just skipping the unluckiness of all of the people that did receive it, <laughs> <laughs> and may or may not have paid more than five dollars. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Forspoken, I'm absolutely sleeping. Uh, I'm sleeping I, as I, well, but I'll bring it up every time just to dunk on it. Yeah, I, I hope something interesting happens because I never want to see a game fail on launch. Uh, but <laughs> but also, this is the Farm Fantasy 15 team, and they deserve to suffer. <laughs> Honestly, Square Enix deserves every failure of a game they get until they really pick up their slack on what they're releasing. Some of their stuff is good, and others just like it's just dog shit for what, the sake of being dog shit. What do you shit. mean? They just released Stranger of Paradise. They had Final Fantasy <laughs> VII remake. They had Kingdom Hearts three. Final Fantasy VII remake was three years ago. Yeah, they they they're getting <laughs> they're getting the second one soon. <laughs> they're getting this game soon. Therefore, good. <laughs> Babylon's Four released. <laughs> Balan's Wonderworld released. To be fair, they just published those. They didn't make those. They literally just threw money at people and said. Here, make your game. Didn't even look That's... at it, and then came, looked at it, and like, oh god, this is a disaster. Release it anyway. Which, which is exactly <laughs> my point. Like, they just do some dog shit moves for no reason. So, and every fail they get, they kind of deserve. Also, I... they're like heavily going into. We should do NFTs and blockchain, and also yeah, get no, fucked. that's fucked. Yeah, dumb shit, dumb <laughs> but, shit. But also, I don't think I don't think um throwing money at uh, platinum games seems like a bad idea at the time. They, they just made Nier Automata and then Platinum's like, we want to do another game with you guys. And after Nier Automata, I would have thrown money at them. I would have been like, what's your premise at least? And when they said, Farmer dances when I solve his puzzle by putting on a suit no, and no, walking around Naka. like a tank. That, that one was Yuji Naka. They deserved everything with, they got for throwing money at him. Platinum mm -hmm. was Babylon's Fall and it's like, their, their okay, pitch well. was, we're going to make Nier Automata, but it's going to last forever. And and Square Enix just saw money, which is just the problem. But anyway, which also also funny because Near Automata is being crossed over with everything and is lasting forever right now. Speaking of lasting forever, this chat. <laughs> also speaking of lasting forever, uh, a game's finally coming episode. out of development hell. Indeed. Josh, would you like to take the one? reins of this game you've been excited about for five I... years and know nothing about because you didn't even know the pitch of the game? <laughs> I knew the pitch of the game, I just don't see it as that. Yeah, um, even though it was free... literally what they said it was going to be. It's yeah, but I just looked at it and went... Right? It... Sorry, say again? The free demo for Sea of Thieves. The free demo <laughs> for Sea of Thieves. Pain. <laughs> right, is it, is um, it not? No. <laughs> no, Sea of Thieves is the free demo for this. Um, sea sea of Thieves is a lot of fun too. I thought too. that was the, the free demo for Assassin's Creed 4. No, no, Assassin's Creed 4 was a full experience of Skull and Bones. I'm not talking about this. What, what if you guys take over? Have fun. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> okay, so essentially, because so, so Steph, how does this relate even... to Final Fantasy fourteen? Oh uh, yeah, you you can go on a big ship and do fishing in Final Fantasy fourteen. Hey, Stephen, can you take it from here, mate? Yeah, definitely. So what we're talking about is that Skull and Bones what's, what's game Final that's coming Final Fantasy XIV stars on There's a so lot of scores on Final Fantasy XIV. Fuck me. I hate Final Fantasy XIV so much. You only hate it because you can't play it. I will continue to screech about it until I can. Until that point, I will be screeching. Um, no, but essentially, so like someone just goes. So Skull Did you know Bones, that Final Fantasy fourteen has a free, uh, free shut to play the version where you can play up to level sixty and go all the way through to critically acclaimed. I moved, moved into prison. All right, continue. Good, it's good. Um, you can go through so all all of the critically acclaimed Heavensward, and uh, and oh it's God, completely it free, which going. means you can do it on your laptop that will probably die. Um. So essentially, Skull and Bones. Is that thing that Ubisoft announced in like what 2017? And essentially 2017 at E3, yeah. Yeah, it's the best parts of Assassin's Creed 4, which is the the space. Sorry, not the fucking space. The ship. <laughs> oh, shit, uh, I missed I played the wrong game. Of space. <laughs> sorry, well, the ocean's full of space, right? <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, I always knew the Templar plot got a little bit off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> I like that he's played that much Mass Effect that he's like, Spice! <laughs> Everything's going Spice! Spice! Um, no, yeah, well, so essentially, it's coming out in, like, October. Um, no, sorry, November the 8th. <laughs> We're always going to laugh. like hard. three people that are going to get that Space reference. <laughs> sorry, you <laughs> I don't get that reference either. Um... <laughs> So it's, oh, right, it's right. coming yeah, out. This is, this is releasing a day before God of War. Yeah, so this is be the God of War killer. Um, to be honest, I they seem to have like Ubisofted up a shit ton. Like it sounds you can't like make, they're going to make it a live service game. It does. It fucking does. It literally all they had to do was make like a, a borderline solo Sea of Thieves with cool ship combat. It looks like they looked at Sea of Thieves and you're like, you know what that needs? Ubisoft bullshit. Yeah, it, it always sounded like there was going to be some element of like asynchronous multiplayer with uh, the Sea of Thieves. Uh, not Sea of Thieves, Skull and Bones. So uh, what does um, what does zero punctuation call it? A Jiminy Cockthroat? Yeah, Jiminy Cockthroat. Yeah. God, I love him so much. So funny. It just yeah, doesn't so make funny. sense. Like the best part about Assassin's Creed Black Flag is the fact that you are by yourself on an ocean with your your merry crew, and you're all singing songs and you're engaging in ship combat. Like. I know they've got to make money and I fucking hate the way that they've always got to put profits first. But sure, at what point do they see things like uh, that Avengers game that came out and decide, you know what? Live service games. People might like those. They, I, I don't get it. Babylon's Fall. Like they're, they're not, this is going to flop. I'm calling it. That's a Stephen prediction. What, what really killed all the interest I could have had in this game was literally the entire trailer they were explaining the game every five words they said crafting system yeah that was the one part that threw me off honestly like every time they said you can do this through this crafting system so you can do this through another crafting system and then you can upgrade this through another crafting system it's like jesus christ fuck off so (laughs) i don't know what happened but somewhere in the last month ubisoft decided that they need to put this ad in front of everyone that might possibly play it and now like every youtube ad i get is for is for this i haven't seen those yeah i, I get a lot now as well 
Um, the, I'm obviously falling into the algorithm. You click one link too many, and that's it. You so try clicked... and pirate one thing, and suddenly it's nothing but skull and bones ads. Am I right, fellas? I haven't I just... actually seen a skull and bone ad. Oh, really? Well, I, I've quickly typed in um, Chrissy Cream and clicked the top link on Google ten times. So, like, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back in the algorithm, fellas. Uh, um, uh, anything more that anyone wants to add to this? Yeah. Do you do you want, do you want my take on it? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> It's it's it goes against your guys' takes. To be fair, um, even worse. I didn't like Assassin's Creed Four, so uh, I didn't want it to be Assassin's Creed Four. So when they said, "Hey, there's," I mean, to be fair, they yes, it looks like live action bullshit, which I just don't give a fuck about. But it also looks like there's a heavy single player component in it, um, which is what I am excited for. Um, I used to play a game called Guns of Icarus, uh, which is basically like. A pirate ship, but you're flying through the sky, and it's a in team space? cooperation. You load cannonballs and stuff in spies. <laughs> so good. Oh man, excellent. You, you gotta be doing the same face as Tim Curry when you're saying that, by the way. Oh, uh, like Seth gets it too. Excellent. Oh, I absolutely am. Um, so Steven's the only one that doesn't get it, I as all things should be. Talking about. <laughs> well, it's we'll tell a, you after what the was podcast. it? Red, Red Alert Two. That doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I really enjoyed that game because it was like just co-op. Uh, like you know, you have your ship, you take down the other ship, kind of thing. Um, that looks fun to me, so I'm I'm keen on that. I really liked Sea of Thieves, but there just wasn't enough, like, st- like not story content, but like content goals that general. you need to have. Yeah, just content in general. Like, you would go, okay, I want a ship, and I want this ship, and it would just spawn in, and that would be it. Then you would go off and you'd do your merry thing with your couple of friends, and then when you logged off, everything would kind of reset, and you would just keep your level, and that would be kind of it. In this, it's like you know. You, like, the crafting thing I, I'm a little bit in two ways about, but having like starting off on a small ship and being like, okay, well, I want to go and build a merchant ship or I want to go into like a warship or whatever and then slowly upgrade and then being able to like take on fleets and stuff like that, all of that sounds like so much fun to me. I'm so on board. The PvP, I, if, if I can turn it off, I'll turn it off. I, I have no interest in it. Um, the, the crafting, yeah, again, like I, I'm in two minds. The, the ship crafting and everything sounds really cool. If you need to be careful with your ammunition and stuff, I'm on board with that. If it's just collecting crafting materials from every single plant um, so that you can hoard it so that you might be able to craft like an, an outfit or something, I don't want it. Um, but I think it looks fun. I, I genuinely think it looks like a lot of fun, and I've been waiting for it for five years, so I, I'm keen. I, I'm so really it can't keen. can't possibly be bad. Just look at Duke Nukem. Uh, it's not even that it can't possibly 15. be bad like it's still an ubisoft game so it has like every single opportunity to throw itself i guess under the water for lack of a better term but um i i think it, i think it'll be fun I, I really do so i'm looking forward to it and i will definitely get it on release probably because i've just been waiting so long for it but um god let you know how it goes i i i hope you're right i i do i hope you're right we'll have to wait and see um next up on the list though uh, we have uh, some Final Fantasy VII news. Uh, We're still talking about this, aren't we? Wow, 20 years later. <laughs> For this new release game. <laughs> <laughs> this um, new remake. True. Anyway, uh, which of the Final Fantasy VII enjoyers wants to talk about this? I'll quickly just run down, like, key points, because there's a l- this is another thing where there's, um, it's compiled a lot of things from interviews, and there's a lot of fluff in them. So I'll just hit key points that I think are important for people that are like very interested in the game to get behind. Um, for Crisis Core, they're completely revamping the battle system in that game. Um, they're adding uh, 
So in Final Fantasy VII Remake, Cloud has those two stances that we were talking about earlier, where he's got like an operator mode, uh, operator mode and a punisher mode, and uh, one of them's like more heavy and more counter-focused. Uh, they're going to be doing the same thing for Zack. They're going to be giving him a regular stance and then a heavy stance. They're also doing big things to the armor uh, combat system, like making your regular attacks actually chain into each other to do combos now, instead of just being one slash, one slash, no. one slash. <laughs> Fuck your combos off. <laughs> All right, sorry, continue. I, it's, it's an improvement to be able to do like a free hit chain rather than one, one, one. I, I think having I a free hit combo is more satisfying than doing that. As long as it stays at three and I'm not juggling enemies. Um, they're also going to be uh, implementing like a shortcut feature. Um, uh, they're redoing a bunch of like the magic abilities and everything. The uh, DMW system, which was like a slot reel that gave you your limit breaks, is being re uh, redone a little bit as well. So they're just making the gameplay more smoothly now, and that is always appreciated. Also, they've done changes to um, the controller layouts and letting you move the camera freely now because they're no longer restricted to the PSP's button system. Um, that's about it for Crisis Core. Um, they also said that they're not doing any big story changes or like twists to make it fit in with the um, remake storyline. Um, it's going to be a very um, one-to-one -one remake of Crisis Core, so don't ex don't don't go into it expecting them to do what they did with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, going on to remake, I need to actually comb through this a little bit. Um, do you really have to? A little bit. There, there was a <laughs> rats. Sorry, uh, fellas, I tried. There, there was Thanks. a delay Thanks in trying. They're saying there was a delay in announcing it because they couldn't decide if this was going to be a two-part game or a three-part game. Uh, they, they obviously decided on three parts. Um, sorry, this, uh, this is a very long list of things and I need to make sure I just hit things people will actually care about. Um, they're, they're very, they've, they've been very vocal about saying that um, they, they're going to hit every story beats from the original game. They're not going to cut anything. They're not going to cut any uh, towns. They're not going to cut any story beats. Anything that was in the original game will be in the remake, and they're just going to add more on top of that. Um, they've also said that uh, they're following like the uh, well-designed sort of aspects of the original Final Fantasy VII, so a big complaint about uh, the remake was that Midgar is very linear, and uh, you don't get a lot of... Um, chances to kind of explore at your own pace until like very late in that game and even then it's just a certain chunk of the game that you can explore um that was very much intentional midgar in the original game is a very linear experience but then as soon as you get out of midgar the world opens up so much more and they're going to be carrying that into this game it's not going to be like a full open world game but it's going to be big and expansive and um very much go at your own pace sort of thing uh, and yeah, I think I think that's probably the two key points I want to hit for this. Great, uh, fantastic comments from anyone. I uh, can't wait till it comes to the Xbox. That's all I got to say. Move on. I've had enough Final Fantasy VII remake talk for <laughs> one day. Considering I cannot, well, I can play the game on my PlayStation. My 
original PlayStation 4 that will catch fire the second I turn it on. But You could also play it on PC if you maybe had a PC more powerful. My laptop yeah. would catch fire. It would literally, yeah, catch fire in, like, seconds. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know if Seth mentioned it, but the, the remake uh, part two is only coming to PS5 as well. Yeah, we mentioned that when it was first announced. Okay, yep, cool. Yeah, they, They're right. completely dropping the PS4, which is, thank God, because it, uh, the original remake has so many fucking squeeze-through corridors to mask-loading screens that mm-hmm. it's unbearable. Which, watch them still be in there because they planned for it to be on PS4, and they just didn't take them out. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope not. I really, it, really uh, hope not. I, I, it just sounds like such a Square Enix thing to do, so... I, I wouldn't be surprised. Cool. Cool. Uh, next up on the list, drum roll, please. No. no. <laughs> oh, one in. <laughs> please don't. This is this game. Some, sometimes you just you try and you try and you just you get nothing back from your co-host. Like, what am I supposed to do? I told you I'll anyway. let one in. <laughs> now you won't get one. one. Well. Okay, you're right. That's on me. But I, a real one would have been better. So fuck me, I guess. I, I also anyway. did do one, but it didn't pick up on the microphone. Oh, okay. I appreciate the thought. <laughs> yeah, I did the same. Be- I did better the same. than the other two. No, I don't believe nah. you. Uh, next, uh, next, the <laughs> next story we have is that uh, finally we have a successor to the absolute smash hit Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, uh, following in the great steps of Naughty Dog. They saw how good Nickelodeon All Star Brawl was and decided to make a kart racer. Finally, Based. Ryan's Racing Two is coming out. Man, can't wait! <laughs> what the fuck is Ryan's <laughs> Racing? Holy shit! I I just read this. Not- I I just put this in before and I didn't actually read the article properly. Um, the first fucking key feature they say is there's going to be forty voice, voice acted acting. characters. Yeah, voice acted even. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. The answer, oh, yeah, it literally, literally is the first point. <laughs> they, they are making a big deal to say, hey guys, this will be voice acted. Wild. If only Pokemon could learn. No, no voice acting on Nintendo games, please. Anyway, the game is called Nickelodeon Kart Racers 3 Slime Speedway, uh, where we have uh, over 40 voice acted characters. Uh, new terrain. Didn't realize there was old terrain, but that's cool. New levels of customization. <laughs> Again, didn't realize there was old levels of customization. Multiplayer. The, the, the new terrain is them aping um, at Sonic Transformed and Mario Kart, where they're like, hey, you can take the vehicles onto water mid-race now. Hmm. I Which guess is also aping just Diddy like Kong Racing. the scripted race. Yeah, Honestly, Diddy Kong Racing, now that's the goat of kart races. Where's Bloodborne so Kart coming out, by the way? <laughs> that is actually coming at some point. I've been following the developer of that. Yeah, I know. I've, she- uh, it's literally N64. It's not an official one, so... Hmm, don't Look- care. It'll never be Crash Tag Team Racing, which was the GOAT, so... Not even the best Crash Racing game, come on. <laughs> it fucking is. It, it absolutely is. It's not Sonic Riders, I don't want to hear about it. Based! So, un- Sonic Riders un- was un- so un- fucking good. Unironically, I am pleased that they are making a point to also say Split Screen as part of the multiplayer offering. Yeah, mm. Split Screen is uh, excluded from so many multiplayer games, it's kind of upsetting. Especially for a cart, like, it, I, I, feel, I, I figure cart races unknown for being or for having split screen now that the choice not to include it would be detrimental to it i think so i agree this this, this has a lot going for it especially like launching on the switch like if you if you didn't have split screen multiplayer you're basically throwing away the switch's entire audience so yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, when you're at those rooftop parties, you got to do split screen. <laughs> exactly. When everyone else yeah. is drinking and I'm sober because I need to win the race, then then we'll see who's who's laughing. Hey, hey, they're just smart. It's right? the only way there you win be, at Smash, right? There should be one sober driver. I don't win a Smash jokes on you. <laughs> Sorry, Patrick. It's fine. I made the joke. Someone out there laughed. I hope. We'll yeah, I don't on. think they did. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't Next. hurt. Don't hurt the host like this. <laughs> Sorry, Not at one you know, a.m. Don't be like that. Next up on the list, um, I have a question. Steve, have you had a mouthful of cabbie recently? Um, you might say I've had a <laughs> mega mouthful. Oh, it was mouthful that I didn't play the Kirby Mouthful game. mode was the thing, yeah. Mouthful mode. Yeah, I've had a mode of Kirby. So, okay, are we, so you, is this like you, a cream pie joke? Is, and, then fucked the, and then fucked the point. Nice. Is this, um, the, is this a cream no, pie no. joke? Okay, well, it can be definitely not. No, don't listen to Josh. Please don't cream pie Kirby. <laughs> Mouthful mode. Well, that is basically the trailer. Doesn't he fall into a pile of cream on a cake? It's a cake. Yeah, it's just a, a cake. cake. He's got it's that frosting. Booty. Cream. Anyway, Kirby's dream, Kirby's dream buffet has been announced for Switch. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Man, that it looks really cute. I, 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 I'll, I'll play it. Oh, well, it, so essentially, this game looks like it's sort of. Well, they haven't really shown any gameplay of it, has it? It looks like it's a. No, uh, the, the trailer shows gameplay. It just looks like Four Guys. <laughs> yeah, it does look like Four Guys. Um, I, oh, yeah, it does it really fun, actually. It's um, just like friend shaped Four it, Guys, dudes. It's less Four Guys to me and more uh, Tony Hawk's downhill jam. I'll be honest with you, big fella. Um, I think there's probably three people in the entire world that play that game. I yeah. didn't play it, but I'm I know what it looks like. Oh, ever, since, ever since they snubbed my boy Waddle D for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, I've been waiting for a game like this. Waddle D would be sick in Smash Bros. Ultimate. As long <laughs> as it's the spear Waddle D. Bandana yeah, D. Yeah, I agree. Love the bandana. Yeah. Bandana oh, no, this is, this is also making people so upset for some reason because they, they're thinking <laughs> Nintendo's putting so many resources into Kirby games, where it's just... The Kirby developers do nothing but make Kirby games. Yeah. And like, this isn't really like what I would call a Kirby game. Like, it's just, it's just like. It's like, a like small basic... download to fun yeah. title. Yeah, which... it's like, it's, it's nothing. Yeah, Kirby gets one of these like every year. Yeah, it's like, it's like basically a phone game, but on Switch, which is basically a glorified phone. So that, that, that's the thing. is that The Switch is actually like weaker than most phones which, these days. Yeah, which, I know. Which, which part of this did you think was resource intensive? Which part of this did you think was dragging development resources away from any other game Nintendo was working on? Yeah, but the see, internet because they seem to be mad. This, this got announced and a new F-Zero or a new Pikmin didn't. So it's, it's everyone's got to be mad. Ah, oh, so we burn Nintendo down. No, I'm on board. I'm on board. Uh, no, no, you just buy $40,000 worth of Nintendo stocks in and ask them, where's F-Zero? <laughs> that was so fucking funny. <laughs> Got him. Uh, anyway, we'll have to wait and see more news on that. Next up on the list, uh, Konami looking at relisting delisted Metal Gear titles. That should be kind of cool. Yeah, no, these got delisted a little while back. A few years, I think, at this point, because... um. Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 had uh, um, archived uh, historical footage in them and they just needed to renew the license licenses for them and I guess they're finally getting those licenses sorted out because um, the 35th anniversary is coming up and they're also saying they're going to be putting them back up. I heard that they just remade the historical footage scenes just with child actors. Jesus. 
I, I have no follow-up for that. Yeah, I, I don't have a follow-up. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, so this I, is funny. I, I don't get it. Can you explain your anyway, joke? Anyway, so the next up on the list. <laughs> so are we going to cut that off? <laughs> uh, no. I mean, so let's make um, it awkward for him. Yeah, uh, so you, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Wayne Gretzky. Michael you Scott. also miss 100% of the shots <laughs> that you did take. Okay, now you, you need to just... Fuck- Mind your fucking tone, all right? I've, I've, I've caught so much of your shit through this episode. Patrick has copped more shit this episode than usual. <laughs> um, if you want to shit on Seth, you can shit on him for the next game. Why? This, this game looks great. I, I couldn't think of anything you could possibly say that would be negative about this game. Just you use simping so hard that you can order the collector's sleep. edition. Sorry, can you repeat that, Patrick? You kind of cut out. No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not actually. No, I don't think that's going to get the response after how shit the last joke went. <laughs> as long as he's learning. <laughs> Fuck you. Bayonetta 3, launching October 28. Can we just move on already? I'm, I'm done. <laughs> no, I will talk about this because Bayonetta 3 looks fantastic and it's probably going to be the contender for my game of the year. Uh, it has, it's, not even, Paradise. it's not even out, man. You cannot say Magic it's going to be the Elden Ring. I cannot. Um, I've I've got a good enough imagine, handle of the Bayonetta series to know that I'll incredibly enjoy these games. Imagine thinking that this could possibly beat Skull and Bones. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I should shut my mouth. Skull and Bones. It will be a masterpiece. It's Platinum Games, so Seth is going to be the one person playing this. <laughs> Come on, Platinum Games only made one bad game. That's all it took. It's, it's sad they made up a couple bad games, but. Not my reason. I heard, I heard, I heard a, uh, a particular host on this podcast was about to make one bad harem-based decision, but, you know, we, we still judge, all right? <laughs> Nothing but Listen, judging, that, that, that harem survived by not including Hitler. <laughs> Just like Bayonetta 3 will also hope to survive by not including Hitler. I don't know, if you can kill Hitler, that might be fine. Persona 2 got away with that. <laughs> Didn't they also make Revengeance, which was utter shit? You, no, you do Revengeance not know what you're talking about. Revengeance is fantastic. Revengeance is great. Isn't that the one where the like, like you basically is like survival and you get paid twenty dollars for a safe slot? Oh, survival. Well, they yeah, all I was gonna say names, Revengeance is not shit at all. Like, <laughs> I thought that was four guys. <laughs> no, that's um Kirby, Dream Buffet. Hey, you remember <laughs> the name? I, I, I had to check my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Forgotten Land. No, that's no, no um, that was Return oh, to Dreamland. Oh. Wait, wait, was that Forspoken? No, Forspoken was uh, the game that no one cared about. Jake said, Seth's well, talking I, about I Bayonetta. Thought, <laughs> I, I, I thought that was Bayonetta 3. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Bayonetta 3, the game that everyone cares about. Yeah, um, nice segue. What a dunk. Funky. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they just showed a new trailer um, that's full of, uh, like, very, very heavily on um, gameplay. Uh, they showed a new character is going to be playable as well. Uh, mixed reception on this new character uh, called Violet? Violet or Viola? One of the two. Uh, okay, I'm reading the article. It's Viola. Um, there, there's also... <laughs> no, I, I, was, I was looking at all the pretty pictures in the article, and then I scrolled down a little bit, and there was her name right, right there. Anyway. Som- um, it also- sometimes I, like Seth, also panic and then have to read and for a while, it's just like shit. Like, c- can I can I sound the word out without sounding like an idiot? But nice recovery, Seth. Continue. You guys know how to read. 
reading and talking at the same time is hard. <laughs> um, it's true, honestly. <laughs> there, uh, there's going to be multiple bayonets in this game as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to get around that. Besides just thinking, this is going to be another fucking multiverse story in a year that's full of multiverse stories. Um, also a fun fact is that the main enemies of these games seem to be from, um, Astral Chain, so it also looks like on top of doing a multiverse story, they're also making a Platinum Games universe that Oh just... god, I can't wait for Babylon's fall. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Viola looks interesting with the new gameplay they showed for her, um, I'm, I'm not... Uh, I'm a fan of her design. I've seen a lot of people online saying that she looks really bad. Um, but I'm a fan of like this punky witch type they're going for. Um, I'm just more interested in how she'll play because that's the most important part for an action game to me. Like if the character's inclusion is worth being in there is all around how they control. And Devil May Cry got that very well done with it, like Dante, Nero, Virgil, and V all being very different and very unique in their own regards. Um, I'm having a hard time figuring out how that'll handle in Bayonetta because she already has a whole ton of different weapons that, vers uh, that makes her moveset versatile. So including another character seems weird. So we'll see how that goes. Um... And they also announced a Trinity Masquerade edition, which um, just kind of includes a 200-page artbook and uh, uh, three game sleeves that form a panoramic picture across the entire trilogy's cover arts. I've already pre-ordered that. <laughs> you did now? Amazing. Are you stitching this up, big fella? I'm, I'm going to just let it hang and... <laughs> No, you did, you piece of shit. I did it when I was saying it uh, when I was saying in the group chat, what if I did? Unless <laughs> Unless, yeah. <laughs> literally, literally after me going, Hey Seth, look at this, it's literally made for you, and you're like, I might not pre order it. $144 dollars down the toilet. Only thirty for now. For now. You just put yourself into debt. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm already in debt. My uni fees don't pay themselves. Uh, uni doesn't count. It's an imaginary. Editing the podcast, podcast should cover that. Yeah, we're going to get a shout out any day. Be really careful where you go with that, Josh. You might get ideas. <laughs> On top of my tax paying my uni fees, I also got to tip the uh, local government people. Ah, yes. And your landlord. Don't forget. Don't forget and to tip your landlords. Throw a coin at him, if you will. I, I'm already paying a subscription to my <laughs> landlord. Anyway, moving on. I'm excited for Bayonetta 3, but I need to play 1 and 2 first. Uh, you can regularly get them for like $20 on the Switch together. All right, then DekuDeals.com.au. Let's see if he's right. Move on to the next one. I fact check. DekuDeals. Yeah. yeah DekuDeals. Yeah. Uh, D-E-K-U? Yep. Yes. All right. On top of, uh, before we move on, on top of that, they're also releasing Bayonetta 1 standalone because- um, oh, Please just let Patrick move on and then cut him off. No, it's fine. No, go ahead. <laughs> yes. Sorry. It was it's just one, one more quick note because uh, the only way to get Bayonetta 1 on uh, uh, Switch at the moment is either digital or with um, the pack-in version that comes with Bayonetta 2. Um, now that the Trinity Masquerade edition is coming out, they're also going to be releasing Bayonetta 1 on its own. Hmm. Uh, that 
that uh the double pack. Um, it's ninety dollars. Ninety dollars. It doesn't come with doesn't come with any games. I think it. I think it's digital. It goes cheap very often. This is Physical, uh, on I the doubt. Nintendo eShop. Oh, wait till it's sale. Try the Nintendo F Shop. The mm. physical edition is half the price. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Speaking of Nintendo, uh, they have acquired visual content company Dynamo Pictures, which they are going to close and burn to the ground and then from the ashes rebuild Nintendo Pictures. That was so traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> so the I didn't realize the they were closing them down. I didn't I don't think read they that are. Part. I think Patrick's just talking shit. <laughs> Uh, oh no, they are. Upon closing, Nintendo wouldn't change the name. Holy shit. Wow, it's almost like Patrick fucking did his research on this. No, it's fine, guys. Just continue fucking shitting on me through this section. It's no, great. no, no. I, <laughs> no, I, I, I was, I was just taken back because, like, I didn't realize that right away that they were doing that. I just thought they were buying them out. And then Josh was calling you out as a liar until he read it. <laughs> I wasn't calling you out as a liar. It just sounded so dramatic that it couldn't be true. <laughs> well, I'm not calling you a truther. That's it. Wow, what a reference. That was Josh that said that too. Perfect. Anyway. Um, I, I don't really have anything more to add to this. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, I want to know what sort of work they'll be doing for Nintendo. If they're going to be doing like CG stuff for games or if they're going to be like a commercial company. Because they have experience for both. There's, there's one hot take that suggests that Nintendo has abandoned getting Illumination to make the Mario movie. And they're now doing it in-house without Chris Pratt. That doesn't that sound like a Nintendo thing to that do. That is a take and a half. One can only dream. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Pratt. Miyamoto sounded pretty high on Chris Pratt. I, I cannot wait for that movie to come out. It's not even been a trailer yet. It's got to be soon. We had Gentle Minions. What, oh. what are we going to get for the Mario movie? Oh, I, I, uh, Pratt lads. We can, all dress up, we can all dress up as Seth's favourite thing, rabbits. Oh my god. <laughs> That's it, we're doing it. This is the trend. We're going rabbits for the Mario How do you movie. dress up as a rabbit and, like, still remain mobile? You don't, so because stumpy. you're murdered on site. Yeah, fair. <laughs> you're saying put down like it's a bad thing. It's definitely for the betterment of society. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, not really too much more to add to that. Next up on the list, we have... Uh, uh, Halo's infinite co-op campaign beta, uh, beta, uh, looking to get delayed. Is that is that how I'm interpreting this correctly? It was. Uh, it, they said it would be coming the week of um, uh, July 11th, and they've uh, they've hinted that it might be coming a little later than that. It, it wasn't hard set in stone. It was just like, trust us, bro. It'll come this <laughs> during that week. <laughs> Please, bro. Just um, it's, it's it'll be here soon. Please, bro. Yeah, just, <laughs> my brother just, in Christ. I'm telling you. Trust, trust me, bro. You'll you'll play it soon. And now they're saying, trust me, bro. You'll play it soon again. But cool. yeah, um, um I, I, I think that I think that's a little bit of a bummer for people that were like looking forward to that. I.e., Josh. Yep, Josh. I've already locked you in. We're playing it together on Legendary, collecting all the skulls. Okay, I'm down. I will. I know really could be playing at Legendary, so yeah, I'm down. Well, well, I played it on Heroic and I was fine. It's, easy, it's an easy peasy game. Look, once you've beaten Mass Effect uh, 2 on Insanity, like it does really it, matter. Infinite on Legendary is not easy. 
Yeah, yeah. I remember you got, yeah, you were getting a bit filtered. But now, when there's both of us. Yeah, it is not easy. Well, that's why it's difficult, I guess. If there's more than one person, it would probably be okay. Hey, Josh, I need a... Re- uh, look, hang on. Uh, I'm predicting this. This is us when it plays. Hey, Josh, can you revive me, bro? I don't know if they'll Josh, have a revive or if it's me, just going to be like a spawn. But yeah, basically. <laughs> Josh, I'm Josh, dead. I'm dead. <laughs> Josh, I'm dead. Help me, brother. <laughs> Josh, I'm down again. Can you pick me up? <laughs> and then I go down picking you up and I go, fuck. <laughs> I'm not playing with you anymore. <laughs> oh, come on. Just, just one more game, bro. I swear. Just I one more for the achievements. I, I don't you don't understand. I need it. And scratching your arms. <laughs> based on what Steve said about co-op games before, uh, it doesn't sound like that you'll be able to meet up in the first place. Oh, yeah. I yeah you'll, make, you'll make plans and then something will come up and you'll never meet up. No, we'll, we'll do co-op like what we did for, um, what was it the game two. called? <laughs> the game of the year? Yeah, it takes two, yeah. and then Steven will, like, continually crash. <laughs> Man, my, my laptop did not like running that game. <laughs> but I thought there was going to be, like, cross-play, so I downloaded it for my Series X as well. I was ready. And then the it's funny like, part is, like, if you told me this slightly, pro- I, could, I can still download it on the Series X and just move my Series X, and we can play it on the Series X. Eh, maybe. <laughs> uh, I didn't really, I, I sort of, eh. I'm eh about that game. I was enjoying it. Well, if you want to anyway, play it, download um, your Series X and I'll play it. Balls in your I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm pretty sure it's still downloaded on mine. Well, I'll have to have a look. I haven't turned my Xbox on since I bought it. <laughs> my brother in Christ, you bought it in release. No, I, I'm not, not actually since I bought it, but it's rare that it gets turned on. Oh, yeesh. Speaking of things that are getting turned on, right, uh, absolute banger of a headline from PC Gamer. Finally. A Lady Dimitrescu statue, bigger than most toddlers, can be yours for $1,500 edus. It actually says dollar edus. Might might be my favorite headline I've read in, like, months. I liked it as just bigger than most toddlers. It's really the takeaway. It's a one quarter uh, size figure of Lady Dimitrescu, and that's still close to three feet tall. Jesus Christ. like... How if you consider the size of a toddler, and it's bigger than most toddlers, and those really, really sharp claws that are sticking out, if you had that sitting at floor level, that toddler's not going to have a good time. All right, fellas, how long do you reckon it'll take before we start seeing um, ones with uh, holes cut in them? Oh, God. How big you were? Do you imagine the size of the jar you would need? <laughs> That's not what I meant. But- <laughs> oh, my God. How long will it take to fill that jar? I don't want to know, man. Or <laughs> well, if it's Josh and it's Lady Demestria, probably about, about uh, 40 seconds. No, I, I was never really into Lady Demetresque. Uh, the the <laughs> gonna say like, emo-looking daughter things, maybe. It was like, rip your throat out. There were so many other things you could have denied, but... <laughs> Jars, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> While Lady D lacks the audacity of the, teacher, the, the Tifa statue doing the horny anime pose. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. That's so much worse than I imagined. Oh, yeah, that's, not an, that's not an official figure, by the way. That's a um, unlicensed figure. Yeah, no, that, that it's Tifa statue is $730, and it's Tifa just twerking. And she's doing and the Jacko pose. There. Yeah, the she's doing the Jacko pose. You can also remove her clothes in that figure. Oh, oh my god. I like that god. you know about it, like you fucking got it. <laughs> Listen, Show us the jar, was, Seth. Show us the jar. That figure was almost as big as a talking point as Tifa showing up at the Italian Senate. I really <laughs> thought you were going to say that figure was almost as big as most toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be scared of a team of figure that big in that pose. <laughs> when she's twerking, she's really just getting down to the toddler level. 
If you want to, if you want to ponder Final Fantasy lore for a moment, consider whether Tweak uh, Tifa is actually twerking on Zach's grave. We all grieve in our own ways. What the <laughs> fuck is that sentence? <laughs> You'll understand the more you play Final Fantasy VII remake. Good God. <laughs> okay, shall we move on from this now? Oh, no, I'm, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I've already moved on. Otherwise, someone's gonna go to horny jail, and I'd rather it not be me. <laughs> um. Cool. Well, I added uh, th this one last minute, so I just wanted to, uh, to to throw up that they announced yesterday um, the new games coming to the game catalog thing for Sony. Um, one of which is Final Fantasy VII uh, remake <laughs> for both PS4 and integrated for PS5. Um, Marvel's Avengers, which Seth simped a couple of weeks back. Um, no, Stray, which looks awesome. I never awesome. this game. Marvel's Avengers. I sent Guardians of the Galaxy. Fucking same shit. It's not. No, I played. I played Marvel Mass Effects. Isn't that what this is? No. An action. A third-person action-adventure game, single-player and cooperative. Oh wait, no, this is their terrible live-action one. That like they're plagued by problems and. Ah, same, same. It's all Marvel. You say that, man, but hating popular things doesn't make you cool. Oh, I just I don't. Hating popular Look, things it, does not make you cool or interesting. I literally just I said that because we go. I need to add the and interesting part no. to it. <laughs> you could have just add oh, whatever. <laughs> blah blah blah. I, I, I don't, don't want to. I really, have to I really think Seth was onto something. <laughs> 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 oh, I've been copying so much of that all podcast. <laughs> He's been shitting on you all day, Pat. Are you going to take that from him? Watch me mute my own track just to stop <laughs> Seth getting the satisfaction from doing it for me. Yeah, check Right. <laughs> so the other game, like title-wise, they're adding in Stray, which was announced with the PS5 that they kind of just still well, haven't released. Game, isn't it? Yeah, it's they, the they cat game, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it's the game. so good. They announced the release date for that a few months back and also said it was going to be coming to it the did. service day one. They did, um, which is super, super cool. I'm, I'm definitely going to play that. You, um, you the other ones out on the the best one that they announced, which is that finally we can play Ice Age Scrat's Nutty Adventure for PS4. <laughs> I, I was I'm going so to, excited. I was, I was going, going to, to say Black Flag because the Skull and is about to go onto it. Oh, there you go. Um, I want to point out that Assassin's Creed Black Flag is going on there just before yeah. fucking <laughs> thingy. Um, cool. Uh, on that note, while I quickly think oh, about shit, the oh shit, they're releasing um, Dino Crisis. Yeah. God, I hope they release that separately. I, I, I'm so mad that Resident Evil One isn't viable on its own. I really want Dino Crisis to be. Do you? Yeah, it looks fun, and I've never played <laughs> it before. You can also get uh, no, Paw Patrol on a roll. <laughs> um, and on that's, Xbox Game Pass, that, that, I think the prequel it's prequel to Stray. It's on Xbox Game Pass. It's either coming or it just released. I think it just released. It was my friend Peppa Pig. Yeah, just released, baby. <laughs> so, you, you know oh we, we're getting Steve, the, the, the good games now. That, please. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Actually, fun really fact about that. Ste Steve's energy to just tone down for how excited he sounded for Peppa Pig's friend or whatever the fuck that game Fun was. fact about that. I think when that game came out, um, the, the guy that's got, like, the, the top leading uh, game score in the world, his, like, I think three millionth um, achievement point was in Peppa Pig. Amazing. Point. I'm not even going to question that. Fair enough. I um, remember a lot of uh, a lot of people going these are easy achievements. Sign up for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. It kind of trivializes 
but at, yeah, then at the same time, it kind of defeats the purpose of your points. Also, yeah. one la- one last game on this list I want to point out is Soul Calibur Broken Destiny's coming here, which is the Soul Calibur game where they had Kratos in it. I don't. So care. I I may have to pick that up. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. No, you just cool. you pull, power I, liked, big I liked it. I liked the Soul Calibur games. Yeah, so and I, I, I did play that one on PSP. I've played one that released on PS2 and I was like, this is a really bad fighting game. <laughs> I never played any of the others. No, nah, they're great games. Fuck you. I thought the, created um, from three. Mwah. I'm telling you, they don't make them like they used to anymore. The one I have was also solely in Japanese. So, you know, seven year old me <laughs> or eight year old me just didn't really understand what was Man, happening. I can't understand what this game's on about. It's in some sort of weird glyphs. <laughs> I, just, I was just pressing buttons and I, I couldn't yeah, really yeah. understand what was happening. Oh man, I love the Soul Calibur games. I think yeah. I still have that somewhere on disc. Number six um, is great. Number six says Geralt. It does. It also has uh, uh, 2B. Oh yeah, it does too. It, it, it also popularized 2P. I don't know what that. Who the fuck is 2P? Uh, it, so every it's when you really got to go to the bathroom. Like you got to <laughs> so, say you got to go two p or two player. Yeah, it's the second player color variant, and so they lovingly called her two p. And ever since then, they've actually been making two p a thing in crossover events. Huh. Right. She, okay. She um, is the main villain of the uh, near raids in Final Fantasy fourteen. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, someone also added something last minute. Who added the loyalty program? I added program this one? very last minute because it just got announced. Um, Sony, Sony is uh, doing their own reward system on PlayStation now, similar to the My Nintendo's reward system that was going on. And there's Microsoft um, rewards. Don't forget that's shit ton DLC. I didn't know there was a Microsoft rewards. Oh man, yeah, there is. Yeah, you're missing out. I literally like probably every two months I can buy like twenty five dollars of DLC or something. I love it. I know people that literally just don't pay for Game Pass because they use the Microsoft yeah, reward I, points yeah, to pay yeah, for yeah, Game I, Pass. I thought, I thought Microsoft rewards was that they just fund rat tests to see if you get your taste back and go to something else. Wow. That's not funny at all. That's, uh, but yeah. that, that's, that's anti-Microsoft. And yeah, we won't I have don't that think on, we do anti-Microsoft in this podcast. You'll be hearing from our, my attorney. Some of, us, <laughs> some of us have a financial interest in Microsoft's ongoing success. So yeah, this- I can hear a DMCA coming for this podcast for some reason uh, <laughs> that's going to take down Patrick's thoughts. So this is going to be a free-to-join service that comes out later this year. Um, you just do things in games to earn points. Um, oh, well, like Microsoft different- Rewards. Yeah, like, yeah basically. Look up to be skirt. There'll be incentives <laughs> to like... Too. There'll be incentives to like also try and win tournaments, earn specific trophies, or be like the first person to get a platinum trophy in your time zone to get extra points. In a um, quote, blockbuster title, though. Yeah. So it's $125 um, you got to pay on release that you might get. <laughs> yeah. and, you miss, and you miss out because you're not connected to the internet or something. <laughs> um, uh, points, uh, points can be redeemed in a catalogue that may include uh, PSN wallet funds, uh, PlayStation Store products, um, additional benefits as well. So, um, uh, for PlayStation Plus members that are enrolled to it. They've also said that they're going to do digital collectibles that can be like models or things of like figurines of iconic characters. Um, in another article that well, I didn't put in the news docket, in but it's from the Washington tokens, perhaps. No, no, this is from the Washington Post. They stress this is not NFTs, definitely not. You can't trade them or sell them. It's not lever- leveraging any blockchain technologies and definitely not NFTs. It's literally just taking Microsoft's, hey, you can actually use this for funds, 
and then Nintendo's, hey, do you want some virtual stickers for the Yoshi Starboard? Uh, Nintendo also had some physical rewards. I it re- did, many years ago. I yeah. tried to redeem some and they never arrived. <laughs> I, I got mine. I got my Luigi 3DS pouch and my Mario Kart set badges. I bought, um, it was like Mario shoelaces and something else. <laughs> my one was to, have, it was to get a hug from Reggie fils Did that ever arrive? Uh, no. I'm sorry. Instead, you he can popped buy up his and book beat instead. you with jumper cables. <laughs> I want to read his book. That's coming out soon. And then it? said it's, it's a new Mario, out. and then is ran it? off. I'll give it a read. And then Chris Pratt appeared for some reason. I didn't understand at the time. <laughs> if he had a camera. <laughs> but yeah, that is the news section done and dusted. Finally. Um, it was two weeks of news. Oh god. Yeah. Not wrong. And even then, we trimmed some of last week's news out. Yep. So, uh, anyway. no audience question this week, right? Yes, no audience uh, question. I'm so tired. But we do have an audience question this week. No, we oh, don't. I deleted it. Yeah, we do. April <laughs> writes in. Uh, and April O'Neil? I, I don't... April, I don't Chris just... Pratt's girlfriend from uh, hit, hit show uh, oh community. God, April no community. What's it fucking from? Bucks and Rack. That'd be Bucks and Rack. Fantastic. Um, $30 for that un- Reggie fils me book. Hmm. <laughs> I thought you meant the hug. <laughs> wonder how much it is to get you on cameo to say i love you <laughs> to just to just find a cardboard cut out of you and then for him to hug that <laughs> just um, for him to say i love you son <laughs> <laughs> just for him to look into the camera and say you're not as much of a fuck up as everyone thinks you are and then he does like another look, but like the office look to the side yeah. camera. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this yeah. has gone too far. Audience question. <laughs> anyway, April writes in. It's it's a bit unrelated to games, but I, I feel like it's still semi relevant. Um, uh, hey guys, uh, want to know your thoughts on the BMW subscription? For- oh, don't oh, I know? No, I'm not getting started. On this. I, I've ranted about it like for like fucking three hours to various people at this point. You don't want my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan, eh? I don't think anybody's a dog shit. Dumb. But does Forget anyone this, want, right? Does anyone want to clue me in on like the specifics of this? Because I just know that BMW is doing a, a subscription service, and I tuned yeah. out. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so all you have to do is jailbreak your car, and then you can use heated seats. No, no. Let, let me let me sell you a picture, Seth. You go, okay. I'm gonna buy a brand new car. What kind of car should I look at? I'm thinking maybe a luxury brand that comes with all the, you know, the the nice features and will get me like respect and like a bit of street cred or whatever the fuck you're looking for, right? And you you go to BMW and you say, oh, you know, what's the best price you can do on this car? You get sold. You take out a loan that costs you like you know several liv- like livers or whatever the fuck you're selling, not not yours necessarily, but whatever. <laughs> um, you you get to the car dealership and they're like, okay, cool. And you're like, oh, how do I turn on the seat warmers? And they're like. Oh, the seat warmers that come in your car that were included as part of the manufacturing cost that you've now paid for and you now own this car, including the physical components of that. Yeah. Oh, it's a subscription fee. $15 a month. <laughs> £15, rather, a month, which is $30 a month. Australian. Yeah, it's, it's, it's only £150 annually, though. You'd be saving money. You'd be an idiot not to, really. That is so, so much money the- just to have your bum warm. Your bum warm, right? I'd rather and shit myself. Then they, then they have the audacity to say, <laughs> oh, you don't like the subscription fee. Well, if you pay a flat fee of like £450, which is like another $1,000 Australian, then 
you can just have the, the the software activated permanently so that you can now use the stuff that you've now bought and own physically. <laughs> a car's, what, what a car is meant to be like, uh, ideally lifetime, but let's Look. let's let's say ten years, ten years. Uh, um, that four hundred and fifty pounds is so much cheaper than doing the one hundred and fifty a year. It is, but the fact that you would have to pay it at all, thoughts? God, just... It's most disgusting. And this being only the first subscription fee, wait till you have to do one for wipers when it rains. Fuck. What do you mean? I'm waiting for one that is an extra subscription fee for the extra cylinders in your engine. (laughs) Unironically, that will probably happen at some point. You didn't pay your fee, your brakes are being cut off. This is literally the thing that people (laughs) complain about games doing that isn't, isn't completely accurate for a lot of games. But is it's them like giving you a product, but um cutting like it's all there. It's it's all right there, and it's going no no no. You already paid like an entry fee, but give us more money for the other things that are included on the disc and in the data. So here's and- the thing about that: you're buying a license technically for a game. You're not buying a license for a car. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're actually just. <laughs> buying the car and it's it's not like they're buying every component that's in there it's not like they're it's not like they're cutting that price out of the original price either like it so here's the thing they say 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 they are but there's no like they've said they've come out and said this is not included in the cost of the original car however it will be included in every car to make manufacturing costs cheaper which means if manufacturing costs are cheaper then they've already factored in the fact that people won't necessarily buy this, which yeah. means that it's not cheaper overall. But so they've I, literally just, just said, oh, we've changed the RRP. I'm, I'm just <laughs> thinking, like, this car last... Let, let's say a similar car last year could be, like, thirty nine ninety nine. It's not like this year it's only going to be thirty five ninety nine It's still mm. going to be the thirty nine 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 nine, and then they're going to do this on top of it. Yeah. And- um, God, every, the, everything's turning into a subscription. It's fucks. But but it's, don't it's worry though, because if you if you buy it in, perpe- uh, in in perpetuity, that's the word in perpetuity, then you get uh free gold for Diablo Immortal. Well, the <sighs> the thing with this though as well will be, so they haven't said anything on this, but it occurred to me while I was reading it: is that license tied to said car, or is that tied to said person that has to log in with an account oh, or some bullshit? One hundred percent be to the car. No, no, it's not. It's it might not, it's not the be. Person. Because it's the, they, if it's the person, the they can same, resell that. Yeah, BMW. BMW said if you if you then sell this car to someone else, that person can activate the the like seats or however the fuck it works when the original owner didn't have it. And I yeah. assume that also means it works in reverse too, where if you sell the car and cancel the subscription, the person that buys the car from you will not get it unless they they then sign the up for a subscription. It's a fucking car. It doesn't need to be this complicated. It's yep. fucking stupid. It's a BMW. It, it's so it's different, fucking but... stupid. How much do you reckon they'll pay for, like, blinkers? Well, I mean, they're BMW. <laughs> they don't need them don't on a BMW. <laughs> How much do you think uh. they'll get away with a subscription for headlight fluid? <laughs> as much as they want to charge. <laughs> Anyone that's paying, it's already going to pay more than they should anyway. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, it's just it's a horrible state of society when you're seeing shit like that. I already pay two subscriptions for my car, and it's called Fuel and Rego. <laughs> oh, and insurance. The three. Is fuel really a subscription? Isn't that just um Well my car won't start without it, so I would say so. Well then wouldn't you call food a subscription? Yeah, food you is a subscription to my continued survival. 
Um, that's what well, everything is subscription. Rent so you know how everything's a role playing game. Everything is actually oh, a boy. subscription. Because <laughs> my brain's actually subscribed to my nervous system. Because if I don't send any electrical signals, it just sits there floating around like a brain in a vat. Oh, is that what's been happening for the last half an hour? <laughs> I'm yes. going to start up a, a housing subscription service. Some people <laughs> out there will say that's just rent, but no, they, that's called rent. I'm going to make sure this is known as a subscription <laughs> service. <laughs> yeah, so rent exists and that's called rent. <laughs> don't, don't worry though, there's like, a free, there's like a free housing subscription tier where it's just ads everywhere. You just live inside an ad. <laughs> oh my God, that's fucking horrifying. And yet I would still do it to save the money on rent. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely do the same you thing. You just walk around yeah. and everywhere is a Raid you Shadow just, Legend ad on every you, wall. You, you have to put up with whatever is thrown into your front yard as a um, banner, even if it's a political campaign for someone you don't agree with. <laughs> Give you cheap rent, brother. I put whatever you want on my forehead. As long as it's not a hate symbol. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, no, that's that's do for free. <laughs> oh no, Adolf Hitler, what are you doing at Steven's place? No, it's, it's the harem. No. Yeah, you're no. supposed to be in Seth's harem. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess to to wrap this up, so one thing I, I think would be funny. Can we can we get a zero out of ten on the um BMW subscription fee to use something that you own? What do you mean? It's a zero. Like I don't. It's zero. All right. Okay. There's gonna be so much backlash. They're gonna pedal back, and they're not gonna make any money from it. And then I I don't understand how like in what in what deluded focus group board meeting did a bunch of. <laughs> morbidly obese white men think you know what we need people like netflix let's put it in a car but let's make the subscription model like i, I they could put netflix probably... in the car and it'd be worth more than what they're doing actually actually and it would cause there is, more accidents there, there there was there was one there was one it's not apples to apples but there was one other example of a subscription service in a car currently and that there, is, there is more by the way but you you go you go ahead well the one i was thinking of i I don't know how many there are, but the, the obvious one to me is the self-driving feature of Tesla is a um, subscription-based service. Yes, which really drives the way for a lot of this. Um, the By the way, the BMW thing wasn't just um, car seats. It's also you have to pay for automatic high beam for the headlights, which is another 259 uh, Apple CarPlay, uh, the preparation for it to be put in, even though it's already in the car, is 450 and the active suspension, the adaptive suspension that's in the fucking car again, is another 650. And the brakes are an extra thousand. <laughs> Probably. God, I can't um, wait till people start, like, charging to jailbreak cars. Yeah, I know, uh, right? Mercedes-Benz also has a subscription uh, for their rear-wheel steering. Um, it's, like, something to do with, like, the, the degree of angle that it, it sits at, uh, and you can pay to increase it to 10 degrees. Um, there's uh, also... What was the other thing? BMW tried to put it in at one point where uh, it was like in like 2017 or something. There was a subscription fee they released in like Korea or something. And you wouldn't be able to use CarPlay in the car at all uh, unless you had paid for this subscription to be able to continue using it. And that got super fierce uh, uh, like um, backlash and they, they took it out eventually. But the fact that they have now re-released it with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different features that you have to pay for for a total of like an extra like four or five thousand dollars or the sub fees is insane. I can't believe this is a thing. Like I'm just never gonna buy a new car. <laughs> this definitely is the latest stage of capitalism, right? Nope. We're not there yet. All I'm saying is if Harambe was still alive, he wouldn't have stood for this. I agree. 
bring back Harambe. I mean, we can't. I also want to point out that um, the Murdoch Media articles that I've seen out for this are literally calling it a car revolution and that some people are taking it overboard and calling it the apocalypse. No, Murdoch Media. (laughs) This is fucked. Hey, when we were guillotining the royals in France, that was still a revolution. Yeah. God. Okay. Anyway. On on that depressing note. Yep. Mm. Patrick, I didn't want to get into this. I just wanted thoughts and everyone said they hated it and then you fucking went off the deep end. Uh, <laughs> but deep end. hopefully Angry. that answers your question, April. Uh, if you or someone you know has a question you'd like us to answer, get in touch. We're on Facebook at Fast Travel Lounge, Twitter at Fast Travel Lounge minus one of the L's and on Gmail, Fast Travel Lounge at gmail.com. Please give us a like on your favorite podcast platform and a review or comment if you can. All interactions help boost our voices within the algorithm and bring us one step closer to being the preferred gaming and pop culture news podcast sponsored by Krispy Kreme. That also brings us to the end of episode 32. Uh, any Anything for next week? Uh, teaser? I'll probably still be playing Sunbreak and we'll have finished the boys. That'd be fun. I'll probably have played Saints Row 4 by then, hopefully. Um, if not, maybe a little bit more Dragon's Dogma progress. Uh, and definitely finish Monster Hunter Sunbreak by then. Um, I'll probably be playing more Monster Hunter, more Final Fantasy, and then I'm thinking if I finish Final Fantasy, I might start another game, so maybe something else. <laughs> no, Final Fantasy is the last game I'll ever play. It's the final one. It's just, mm. yeah, it's true. Interesting. Um, but for me, um, I'll be playing Mass Effect, or I'll be finishing Mass Effect 2 and picking up 3, and I've also been playing um, Digimon Cyber Sleuth. Hacker's Memory. Oh, nice. That's a game. Nice. Digimon oh. and they do Digimon things. You should play Digimon Dawn and Dusk on emulator. 10 out of 10 games. It um, is definitely, it is on my list of things to emulate, Josh. It is not at the excellent. top of the list, but it is on the list. Emulation, what's list, that? Letting me I hope Nintendo doesn't podcast. hear us. No, guess not, that's fine. Today is also World Pandemonium Day. Fucking feels like that every week. <laughs> Just wanted um, to point that out for you, Patrick. <laughs> it seems relevant. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, well, as I say, this brings us to the end of episode 32. I've been Patrick. I've been joined by the full gang. Ray, uh, Josh, Seth, and Steve. From all of us here at the Pasture Lounge. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Goodbye. Scooby-dooby-doo. Happy birthday, new financial year. 2022-2023 is going to be our new year. <laughs> <laughs>